a CNN data reporter crunched the numbers. And it turns out Republicans have not polled this well before a midterm in 80 years. In all of these uh, years where Democrats actually were defeated, they were polling up. So it's going to be particularly brutal. The good news is, well, there's no good news, but Joe Biden's trying to make it seem like there's good news, saying we're in a robust recovery and that everything's fine, everybody. But it's weird that the messaging is everything's fine when people are looking at gasoline nearing $5 a gallon. The latest triple A average for the country is $4. Was it $4.91 in California? Mendocino, I think is the name of the city, $9.60 a gallon, the highest, highest in the country. And 13 states have gas already over five bucks. People have been telling us in Illinois it's five bucks. So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the economy, stupid. But of course, we can also talk about what's going on with these uh, drag queen kids shows, because Texas and Florida have two reps that are seeking to make it a felony to make it illegal to bring kids to these things. I'm, I'm pretty sure it already is, but OK. And what's happening now is, uh, uh, unsurprisingly, the left and Democrats are actually defending these shows for kids. So I don't know how you defend that. I don't know what regular person is going to think that's okay, but that's where we're currently at. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about Steve Bannon. He's subpoenaing Nancy Pelosi, striking back. Peter Navarro was arrested. We got all of that crazy stuff to talk about. CNN's collapse, of course, and uh, a bunch of other news. Joining us to talk about all of these things is Bethany Mendel. Hey, Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, So I am a homeschooling mom of five. And the editor of a series of children's books called Heroes of Liberty, which is sort of a, a take on children's literature that doesn't have grad queens and um, there's no transgender characters. Instead, we're just sort of like looking at uh, characters from like recent past, and not so recent past. So Alexander Hamilton, Ronald Reagan, John Wayne, and just sort of, you know, telling our children about all of these people and founding principles and ideas in a way that um, is engaging and wonderful illustrations. And cool. yeah, and I'm also a contributing writer for Deseret News. I'm awesome. like their pronatalist writer. Cool. We got to talk about these, uh, uh, what's going on with this libs of TikTok stuff because Love apparently it. now these, these drag, drag kid events are getting canceled. Yeah. They're, you know, uh, the crazy thing is one of the latest tweets from libs of TikTok is there was a, I guess, uh, some mayor organizer said we weren't informed they were planning on doing Drag Queen Story Hour. It wasn't included in their initial proposal. They just put it in. Oh wow! So yeah, we'll talk well, about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got we got Luke. Hey guys, lots of crazy political news. I'm so excited to be disappointed by the Republicans when they take office. <laughs> Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name is Lukardowski of We Are Change If you want to support me, you can on uh, thebestpoliticalshirts.com where you can get the shirt that I'm wearing right now. Um, it's good to be back. Thank you so much for having me, Ian. Good to see you as well. Dude, Luke, I love you, man. It's great to see you back. I, I heard you were doing some crazy stuff while you were out and about. Lots of crazy Did stuff. Did you guys talk about Florida's incredible going and to Bilderberg also beautiful last night. Bilderberg in Washington, D.C.? All of it, it's been just a wild last couple hours. You're a superstar, man. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you. coming back. Bethany, great to see you. Yeah, you I'm, um, I'm in a kind of a stop, look, and listen mode right now. I feel like there's a lot happening this week, and I want to... Man, we're we're you guys have this is crazy. Yeah. Elon Musk's deal, the financing is being. I, I, I got yeah. too many stories. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey, him. holy cow! Yeah, his that, comments that struck me deep. Yep, uh, as an actor, the January sixth <laughs> meetings and hearings, the ABC News guy. Oh my god! I didn't see it, so it wasn't on Fox, and so it didn't happen. There's no way for <laughs> yeah. a Fox viewer to see it if, if it's that's not right. on air. That's right. So. Exactly. I am also here in the corner pushing buttons. I'm very excited to be here and hear from Bethany, who has 
a lot of children. I had five siblings I was selling here before we started. So I'm stoked to hear what she's got to say. It's a unique perspective. But also head over to TimCast.com and become members to help support our work directly. As a member, you'll get access to exclusive segments from this show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. So we will have one of those special segments up tonight. You will also be supporting our journalists who write. We just, uh, we're hiring another journalist. We just hired Adrian Norman. You saw him on the show. He was awesome. Hopefully we'll have him out here joining us on the show once again. So don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show right now. Take that URL, post it on every social media platform if you really do want to help. Now let's read the first story. We got this from Breitbart. CNN's Enton polling shows GOP will take huge House majority best position in over 80 years. This is fascinating. He said, quote, I would say they're looking very good from the historical context. Basically, I took the best Republican positions on the generic congressional ballot at this point in the midterm cycle since 1938. The generic ballot basically is, would you vote for the generic Republican or generic Democrat in your district? And guess what? Since 1938, the Republican two-point lead on the, on the generic congressional ballot is the best position for Republicans at this point in any midterm cycle in over 80 years. It beats 2010 when Republicans were up a point. It beats 2014, 2002, 1998, where Democrats led by a point. And in all of those four prior examples that make this list of the top five, look at that. Who won a majority? It was the Republicans who won a majority. He added, now, of course, the election is not being held tomorrow and we'll see. Sometimes history isn't always prologue, but my estimate for the 2023 House makeup, if the election were held today, which again, it isn't, we're still five months, five months from tomorrow, would be Republicans, 236 seats to 241 seats, Democrats, 194 to 199. That's based off of a formula of seat to seat race ratings from the Cook Political Report and Inside Elections. Now, this is coming from CNN, data reporter on Jake Tapper's show, perhaps hearing that's coming from CNN, it must be even worse. The fascinating thing is there was an article from the Washington Post that was like, Democrats are going to lose the midterms. Here's why it's a good thing. My favorite line in their opening paragraph is every poll can't be wrong. They're basically saying they're saying (laughs) Republicans, right? They're like Republicans are going to win. And, you know, as much as people might not want to believe it, every poll can't be wrong. And I just laughed because I'm like, not only are all of the polls wrong, but they're actually wrong in favor of Republicans. Right. I'm sorry, they're they're wrong in favor of Democrats. Meaning, if every poll right now is saying Republicans are going to win, and it's like the generic ballot is plus two GOP, it's probably plus seven GOP yeah, or I plus ten. So. so this is going to be amazing, yeah. uh, Luke. You were you were excited to be disappointed. I yes, think. absolutely. I <laughs> mean, I, I think it's very fair to say that there definitely is a political transformation. I'm, I question a lot of the polls that are out there, but I think that this political transformation that's happening is a precursor to the economic transfer t- uh, transformation that we're seeing under the Biden administration and under the, the previous administration that essentially is creating one of the largest transfers of wealth from the poorest people to the richest people. We saw this from the beginning of COVID. We saw this with the secret Federal Reserve bailouts. We're seeing the effects of this. The effects of this are being felt everywhere. I forgot which corporate media network was interviewing a random person at the gas pump just just a couple hours ago. The, the video is going viral on Twitter because the person being interviewed is like, this is absolutely insane. This is going to uh, motivate me to get politically involved, and I'm going to be voting for the Republicans. And this was a person who was previously a Democrat before who publicly is stating this. So obviously, this larger political transformation has a lot to do with our, with our current financial situation, which is absolutely ruined and, and, and left a lot of people in havoc. 
I yeah. fully agree with that, man. I, I, it strikes me as like political football. The, the pendulum is swinging both directions. CNN's happy because they're either going to trash Trump or trash Trump. And, uh, but it's an economic crisis and it's a transformation economically, either into some world economic forum, you'll own nothing and be happy renters world or something that we control into some sort of maybe, you know, democratically cryptography, cryptographic, you know, decentralized, something new that hasn't been created yet. Who knew stealing people's uh, ability to have uh, upward economic mobility was unpopular? (laughs) Who knew giving corporate bailouts was unpopular? Who knew raising gas prices, stopping domestic energy production was unpopular? Obviously, people are feeling it. No lies, no propaganda could cut through the reality of the horrible situation that we're all facing. And and what are Republicans going to do? Yeah, I mean, that's the question. You are going to be disappointed is, yeah. is always yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. 100%. No, I mean, but it's so frustrating because this is such a moment, and I, I don't feel like Republicans are really ta- – I mean, they're talking about sort of opening domestic energy production, and, and but I, I don't feel like anyone in power sort of understands what is actually happening with American families. I am in a Facebook group for large families, and it's a really fascinating window into a lot of different sort of ways of life. And the number of posts that people are making, like, how can I stretch rice and beans? What different recipes can I do? How can I be creative cooking for 10 people? Well, I'll it's, tell it's, you, it's different it, types of vinegar. <laughs> different types of vinegar and different types of oil you give you all there. these different combinations well, of Ian, flavor. we were ordering supplies, and Ian was like, just buy a bunch of vinegar, and we got, well, like, 20 yeah, your gallons. white wine vinegar, your red wine vinegar, your tarragon vinegar, and your salt. malt vinegar, your balsamic vinegar. No. Your coconut what, oil, your you, avocado you, oil, your olive oil. You see what they do in Haiti? Mud cake. You take mud and you put a little sugar and salt and butter in it, and then you flatten it out, and the mud is like not food, but it fills your stomach, right, so you right. know it doesn't hurt anymore. I mean, we're not there yet, but the they will regret making people care this much. It, it, it is. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus impacting every corner of people's lives in a way that this will drive anger. I mean, they're, they're talking about, you know, abortion will fuel the midterm. Like none of that will fuel the midterms. It is people driving to the gas tank and then not being able to go grocery shopping. It's, it's, it's it's amazing to me that they're really driving the gun control narrative right now. Mm -hmm. The media is pushing it like crazy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the dude who turns on the news it's just all going past him. Every every word they say with a like gun control and mass shootings, and he's sitting there just thinking, I don't have any money left. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to fill my. Well, they're trying to change the conversation. They're trying to make it emotional. Abortion, guns. But but my point is, you can't because when there's somebody who just is, they're holding the receipt in their hand for a one hundred dollar tank of gas. Yep. And then you're like, listen to me, gun control and abortion, and they're like, what what did you say? What was was that? I'm looking at my receipt. An interesting statistic that was like eighty percent of people are worried right now. Financially, eighty percent. Wow. Yeah. You you cannot just wish cast that away with gun control or abortion or anything. At the end of the day, 
it's going to be the price of gas and and the ripple effect of all of that. Well, not everywhere. only that, but but we're just coming from the from the era of COVID, where yeah. small businesses, small operations were shut down by yeah. by two non essential. They by, weren't by, essential. Yeah, by two weeks of slowing the trend. Walmart was allowed to be open. Yeah. Costco, Costco was Those allowed to be open. And, and, this, and this was happening under the the Trump administration. Again, the Biden administration is continuing the same kind of economic pain and suffering with all of their policies, all their regulations, all their taxes, all the moves that they're making that hinder the average person from having any kind of upward so, economic but, but mobility. To be fair, Trump did nothing. Yes, yeah. And Joe was. Biden is pushing regulation. So it was the governors in the, Demo- yeah, in the in these states you. that were doing it. Well, Florida, it look at Florida. Come yeah. on, tell me Florida's doing bad. Well, Florida's, Florida's uh, doing okay. It was Mike Pence <laughs> that, that, that first said we need two weeks <laughs> to slow the spread. He's the first one that instituted that idea and everyone just kind of went along with it, which That's was true. actually that bonkers. So, yeah. so, you know, again, Florida did well because they were able to stand out and say, no, 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 we're not going to punish everyone. There was also other ecological events that happened before COVID that hit Florida very severely and, and their businesses were suffering before COVID and that was another reason why DeSantis made a very strong stance saying no we can't shut down yeah. the small businesses of mom and pops we can't have thug police officers walking around intimidating grandma telling her shut down her little trinket shop we can't be doing that in the state this is unethical the reaction the causes of that of stopping the global supply chains of stopping the world economy we're feeling the reverberations of but that right now there were so now. many other states that were feeling that and they went whole hog I mean California was doing that new york was feeling that the states who stood up and said absolutely not were all republican states people have eyes and they can see that in florida in south dakota things went back to normal much quicker than they did in california and new york well florida led the way the corporate media said that it was Uh, that DeSantis was good South Dakota yes. also, but but Florida was the first public big state that everyone was saying was going to lead to the killing of thousands and, and right. hundreds no, of thousands. The Grim no, Reaper on no, the Grim Reaper. Reaper. I, I, yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah. South Dakota never locked down, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Christy Nome was like never going to have And they never Florida. had a mask mandate. And Florida did lock down for a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah for yeah. like two or three months, yeah. Right. Yep. And then they came out and said, we're done with this. And they and, and Texas and she, as well. And, and the, Christy Nome, right? That's yeah. her name. And yeah, she said, we will absolutely not have a mask yeah. mandate. I trust people to make the right decision for themselves and their community. But, and but I'm as far as the narrative, the mandate. major attacks were on, on Florida. The major attacks oh, were 100%, on Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I, you know, they, they, they did try going after South Dakota. They were like, this is where the hotspots can be. Yeah. They, they were claiming it was going crazy. And the population density is so right, low there. Right. Yeah. But that's why they go after Florida because these are major urban centers. Miami's massive. Yeah. But Miami had different rules rules than the rest of Florida. So like I was planning a vacation, I think it was December of 2021, thinking like, we're going to go to Florida and be free. And then I started looking at the Children's Museum in Boca. Oh, it's still closed. Oh, let's go to this. Oh, it's masks for two year olds. And it, it like it became sort of we just sat in our backyard and swam because nothing in Florida where we were staying was actually really open. I, I just remember how crazy it was when the lockdown first started. And we had a small backyard that was like, what, like a point two of an acre or something. And we're just sitting in the backyard like nobody can go anywhere. There's nothing yeah. open. And then we were like, we, we got to get out of this place. That's yeah. What, yeah. We bought a house in, in, uh, in March of 2020. Now imagine if you were living in, in New York City. Imagine if you were living in a huge apartment where you can't escape, where you don't have a backyard. You, they, you have roommates. That, they, that closed you have, yeah. the, they closed the parks and they, they uh, did padlocks on yep, the playgrounds. Yep. And it yeah. was that uh, Israeli rabbi. Hashi that, that Tischler. Li- yeah, Hashi Tischler. He was on the He's show in yeah. Brooklyn. He's not Israeli, that, but yeah. That, um, okay, uh, sorry, Jewish, uh, you know, pastor. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. came out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It came out there and, and then you know cut it open and made a stand. Yeah. And they arrested him. Yeah, he he went to jail for for making a stand just for allowing children to be able to be outside and not cramped up in little small apartment buildings, which was absolutely ridiculous and crazy and insane to see that entire process play out. And very few people actually stand up for their own personal liberty and will. But but what we're seeing from those larger effects happened during the start of COVID. The larger economic effects that we're feeling right now is because of what happened then. Yes. So let's let's jump to this next story. We have this from CNET. Gas prices are at record highs. Here's why they won't drop anytime soon. Okay, sure. Have- 13 states, a gallon of regular is averaging more than five bucks. In Mendocino, California, 960 a gallon. They say 13 states, California, uh, they say it's over five bucks. California is averaging $6.37 a gallon. Right now, the national average is $4.92. This number is apocalyptic in politics. Yeah. People, I guarantee you, you go to the, you go to a random place, working class place, and you ask them anything about Pelosi, the Supreme Court, and they're going to say, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I can't afford gas. Yeah. How am I supposed to get to work? And it's it's June, so we're only going up from here. I mean, that's the thing. Like, has gas ever gone down in the summer? And no. I know right. No. The summer right? driving months are when yeah. it goes nuts. Peak yeah. driving season. We're entering those. Yes, we're entering. I, I eight dollars an average. They're saying <laughs> my kids are sick of. I, I drive, you know, back and forth, whatever, and I just look at. I'm like, I have never seen gas above three fifty. I mean, is that that's right, right? Like never above three fifty. The, the, the record was four something under. But Bush. I've never seen it though because it's always in places like California. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. Over oh yeah, four. what what was the national average during the Bush years? It would be important. It, it did hit as high really? as four bucks, but yeah, as high as four. I th- but it was, was four in Chicago, average, yeah. but national average was probably then three fifty. I don't remember it ever it over yeah. three fifty. But See, now, I mean, I drove I drive by something five twenty today. CNN saying it's going to be six dollars and twenty cents per gallon by August. I, th- I think it's going to be higher. Yeah. I think it's going to be higher. Yeah. I keep on doing this thing. I'm never a person who lets my tank go past half. Huh. And I keep on sort of like pushing it. I'm like, well, maybe gas will go down tomorrow. Maybe it'll go down tomorrow. And it just keeps on going up. I I, I would not be surprised if we hit seven or eight yeah. come August. Buying gas has become more like the stock market. Yo, really three, 325 was the highest under George W. Bush. Yeah, see, the, I, wow. I didn't On average, and then we, 368 under Obama. And then under Trump, the average was 280 yeah. highest at its well, highest. I, its I lowest remember, was like a dollar fifty. Yes, I remember Jeez. it was under two, and I was like, "Ching!" When yeah. I was filling up my tank, yeah. I have a minivan, and it was costing like thirty-five to fill the minivan. Now it's eighty-seven. To be fair, under Bush in his first few years, it was a dollar forty on average. Yeah, decently, and then it started skyrocketing towards the end, and then under Obama. So it's funny because people keep pointing out that they show these images of $4 a gallon gas under Bush. And they're like, I remember when gas was this high. Why are you blaming Biden? No. And I'm like, yo, that those weren't the average prices. You're no. looking at California and New York and well, Chicago. There's, there's that one gas station in D.C. on the hill that's next to the Heritage yeah, Foundation. Really yeah, and everyone always pick, takes pictures in front of that one. I was like, well, that's not actually the average. But I drove past. I was driving my kid into Rockville, Maryland today, and I passed 520. Wow. Oh, it's here. I was getting a haircut, and as I'm getting a haircut people in this area they're like 
do you see the gas prices? Do you see what they are? What so are even even local people are, are talking about how there's uh, one store that's offering uh, you know thirty percent off a gallon if you buy a carton of cigarettes. Okay. And they're like, we got to we got to go to this store. We got to smoke like, it is, right at the gas. I station. mean, this, these are conversations that are happening with, with average people, yeah. with, with normal people that are getting politically involved because they were thrown into a mess. Which, which sadly, a lot, you know, a lot of ignorance has led to this because we saw the warning signs from a very long time ago, ever mm-hmm. since two thousand and eight. The signs were there, but there was a warning sign in. Joe Biden talking about climate change. Yeah. So again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a moral statement on climate change, but Joe Biden and Democrats have long said we need exactly this. Yeah. They want high gas prices so people don't drive, so there's less carbon emissions. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden shut down Keystone. He banned uh, uh, fracking on on public lands. He shut down various oil and gas leases. Josh Hawley has the list better than me. Yeah. He took action specifically over climate and environmental issues. And that is a major contributor to why you are paying so much yeah. at the gas pump. Yeah. He, he I called mean, it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I, it, it's working. I looked into getting a hybrid. I, I was like, we can't, we can't keep on doing this. But the problem is they keep on talking about like, this is the solution, but it's not because the cars aren't available and they're not, I, I can't drive in a hybrid. I, I have five kids. We need more space than that. It's not. Well, so the, the end result of all of this, look, if you, if you follow after the environmental narrative, it is going to be suffering. Yeah, they, they that that's it. That's the yeah. only way. In in France, they put a petrol tax resulted on on you know a, a, a tax on the fuel yeah. resulted in what eighteen months of rioting. Like yeah. that one. Because it's it's simple. When they come out and say you've got to cut back, with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career? where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They're saying it's going to get really, it's going to get a lot worse for you. Your, your standards your, your will be, standard res- they're yep. saying you are the carbon that they want to get rid of. And, right. and, and again, we were talking about this yesterday. Biden Ooh. is talking about these high gas prices being a quote, incredible transition. He was talking about how he wants to build back better, how he wants to set up more green policies as we're literally importing oil from Saudi Arabia. That all, all of that in the name of green policies instead of domestic energy production. And then there, there's these, then there's these politicians like this a democratic senator came out, was bragging how the gas prices don't matter to her because she has an electric vehicle. So let's think about what happens in in, in, in November. Gas prices are going to hit a peak in August. Yeah. A couple months beforehand. Oh, I don't man. think there's a single word a Democrat could say at that point. That's it. Yeah. You're, they're going to put out all the ads in the world. And I wouldn't be surprised if they actually, if we have like a record, I'm, I don't mean this literally, but I'm saying I would not be surprised if there's a record low spend from Democrats because they're like, just, 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 just don't, gonna write it off. Don't waste the money. Yeah. Save it for 2024. Well, 
you would think that they would have their messaging a little better, right? Like they're talking about gun control, they're talking about abortion, and they're they're talking about like, well, I don't care about gas prices because I have an electric Yeah, this is vehicle. a great transition. We're building back better. This <laughs> yeah. is awesome. This is great I mean, for the environment. Robust recovery. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if, the if, jobs report is good. Therefore, all of your suffering doesn't matter yeah, because yeah. someone got a job. Inflation yeah. is transitory. It's, just all it's temporary. It's oh, it's all actually good for you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely insane. The talking yeah. points that they're releasing. Yeah. I'd call it gaslighting if it wasn't. So insane. So it's like, it's, it's, it's. But that's the definition though. It's, but it's just crazy. I liken it to that family guy joke where Peter's in an elevator with one other guy and he farts and then says, it was you. <laughs> like, that's what they're doing. Yeah. They're saying the economy is better than ever. And you're like, bro, I'm pumping my I'm gas right, right now. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm standing here. So I think when they say the best point in 80 years, when you consider the fact that the polling has been skewed by what, like seven points? Yeah. Nah, it's gonna be, I, I, you know, people are calling it a red wave, right? There's gonna be a GOP red wave. And then some people start saying, wow, look at the polls, it's gonna be a tsunami. I'm like, no, it's gonna be a great flood, and Democrats better start building that arc. So what, what is the Senate numbers? Do you know what the Senate numbers are looking like? Um, I think it's going to be like a couple seats. It's like Republicans might have, I think, 52 or 53. Okay, all right, because then if they... That's, that's, who knows, man? Look, it's, we're five months out, that's an eternity. And we got to speculate on what's going to happen in August, then speculate what's going to happen in October. But I'll add this. We don't have any fertilizer because of the war with, between Ukraine and Russia. That se- severely limited our, our, our uh, resources there. So they predicted this months ago, back in fe- February, March, the fall harvest is going to be brutal. It's yeah. going to be down 40%. We're going to see food costs skyrocket. Yep. There's going to be a shortage of diesel, meaning you're not going to have the food. And if it does come... I got to tell everybody right now, if you don't have emergency supplies or whatever, it sounds like you might be fighting over the last can of beans with Agnes in the parking lot at a Walmart. Maybe that's a little too much, though. But I'll tell you this. You're certainly going to be fighting over toilet paper because that already happened. Yeah. 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 No, it's not crazy because we all just went through it. Or baby formula. I know. You know, part of me is like, oh, man, to say you're going to be fighting over beans sounds crazy. People are already – there's videos of people fighting over baby formula. Yeah, because it's life and death. Right. That's the problem with baby formula as opposed to almost any other product on the market. It is not replaceable. You can't just give a baby who's like three months old whole milk and be like, good luck to you. I mean, you can, but... You what about Nesquik if you mix it in? That's good, right? Probably not. No? I wouldn't do it. What, what about the GM, uh, GMO uh, lab mate Bill Gates milk that he's uh, <laughs> developing and making on very uh, coincidentally as well? We could test it on uh, goats. But, but, coincidentally, yeah. look, if you're an investor... And you see the news, who would not be investing in future materials, metamaterials, whatever you can do, like fake meat, graphene, for instance. I, I got Graphene? Graphene, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? It's oh, uh, no. hexagonally latticed monoatomic <laughs> carbon. It's like a layer of carbon, a flat layer of atomic carbon. And it's um, hexagonal, so it's like looks like a honeycomb. Okay. Immense, here, it's actually some right here. It's a powder, black powder. It's pure carbon. Did I just open a Pandora's box? Yes. Let's let's lay the 21st century steel. It's an it's, incredible it's, building okay. material with electric. Sorry. Yeah, i get into it later. It's Drink. They're, 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 they use it for um, making better batteries. It's a yeah. very powerful, wonderful new screen wallpaper. It's going to be revolutionary. My point here is... When you're watching the collapse in this way, you're going to be investing in food, farmland, um, raw materials, chickens. Bill Gates is buying farmland. He's making fake meat and he's making fake breast milk. How convenient that that aligns perfectly with his agenda. I mean, he's a businessman. 
He wants to invest in what he needs to invest in. It makes sense, doesn't it? He's definitely uh, cornered the market, to say the least. I could say a lot more about this. But but from from everything that I'm seeing, I think in the future, there's going to be a lot more economic instability. I think that's uh, that's without a doubt definitely happening here in the United States. I think we're going to be seeing more limited, uh, you know, supplies, uh, you know, r- random items that are not going to be available. I don't think it's going to be as bad as it will be in places like in Africa and the Middle East, which are definitely expected to deal with the full brunt of this yeah. larger geopolitical proxy war that's happening inside of Ukraine, especially with the wheat and the fertilizer crisis, which will hit them. The richer countries will be able to afford a lot of the wheat, a lot of the food they will be importing at. Other countries that are poor in the Middle East and Africa, they're going to be facing some significant problems that uh, is going to be overwhelming. So um, I don't know how bad it'll get for us in the United States, but let's take a look at what our leaders are telling us. In this story from Daily Mail, Democratic Senator Debbie Stabenow brags that it doesn't matter to her how high gas prices are because she drives by every station in her electric vehicle. Let them eat cake. Let them drive Teslas. Okay, so if the meme of the person drowning getting a high five from the person <laughs> on the boat were a person, I was like, holy cow, I cannot imagine a better embodiment. So, That's insane. Remember when Colbert said the same thing? Yeah. He's like, I don't care if it's 20 bucks a gallon. I George drive an electric Takai car. said the same thing. So so I was uh, I was on Facebook and I see these memes because I have like thousands of people following me. And someone posted uh, gas prices are not Joe Biden's fault or like, you know, something like that. And then I responded with, you know, being snarky. If you can't afford an electric car, you can't afford to drive. You, we are, and then I was like, we are all in this together with the environment. And, and you drive around with carbon emissions everywhere, caring nothing for this world. And then the, the lady who posted it, she was like, I can't afford an electric car. And I said, oh, it's only $50,000. And she's like, I can't afford. 50. I mean, then, then what do you think is going to happen when you drive up gas prices or celebrate it? Yeah. I mean, this was the lesson of COVID was the have, the war between the haves and the have nots. You were essential and you could go to work or you were not essential and you couldn't go to work. I mean, this was in, in every way what they chose to shut down and what they chose to keep going. Um, the best part is that plum, uh, like, plumbers and labor and stuff yeah. was like some of it was essential but all of the journalists were essential it was yes. like okay that's okay everyone else go home but yes. if you're a blue check washington post reporter you're good yeah, yeah. Do you think that uh you guys ever follow salt water as a fuel you looked into that at all no some people are burning salt there's got john kansas we should pull this up in the after show maybe he was uh running microwaves through salt water looking for a cure for cancer and he, one frequency lit it on fire salt water just a just a frequency and then you know haven't heard a lot about it for 12 years, but maybe because, it, maybe because it's nonsense. There's a video on YouTube of him doing it, and the other scientists are like, we should talk about it on the after show, but I mean... There's, there's, it, a, video on point, you, there's a video on YouTube about how the Earth is flat. Come on. I'm not saying the Earth's not flat. You're no, saying it's not? Well, 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 well I'm <laughs> saying if, if it's true that saltwater has a lot of, I mean, a lot of potential energy in it, if we really could burn the stuff, why is it like a cabal that's intentionally, is this just like a wealth transfer? They're going to s- charge as much as they can for oil well, until people can't pay any more? Let's entertain the, the the idea that you can burn salt water. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm not. I'm not. You know, there's probably someone in the chat yeah, like burn so might not be the right word, but um, like you know, um, release heat from release. Yeah. Heat. The issue is that well, you know, I did I did some uh, reporting on the desalination plants in California. It's actually really bad. We cannot just pull water from the ocean. It creates brine, which then sinks to the bottom and causes serious problems. So the idea that we can extract from the oceans is not a long term solution to anything. So even if we could take salt water and use it for some kind of fuel, you're going to have byproducts. You're going to have waste products. So that doesn't seem like a, a solution. Jeez, I mean, 
oil has given us enough of a product byproduct well, problem well, as we go. Well, look at batteries. You know, these electric cars. You know, th- they're not made out of some fairy winged Al Gore coming off and and pooping them out of his. You know. Uh, Another reasons they they come. These electric batteries <laughs> don't come out of nowhere. They're not you know they're not magic. They don't just they don't aren't just made well, out of environmentally friendly people. You can't get them exactly, and there's a limit in getting them, and there's a shortage in getting them. And when you do get them, it is extremely destructive to the environment. There's a huge entire long process, and a lot of of even the solar panel stuff. A lot of it is just bigger scams. And when you look at the the quote carbon footprint of, of getting uh you know they say you get it from sand no you don't the, the way of getting it is it, it's it's so complicated it has such an effect on on the environment it really makes you question this entire larger scheme as well, like as recycling. a ponzi scheme it's, it's all about recycling is also yeah recycling also another scam that a lot yeah. of people don't like to talk about a lot of the recycled material literally was shipped over to china china just dumped it into the ocean and now we have whole islands filled with plastic so there are legitimate issues that we could talk about when it comes to the destruction of our environment. We don't talk about that. There's uh, elaborative Ponzi schemes that literally transfer the wealth from poor people to rich people, all in the name of fighting the environment, literally giving the money to the people destroying the environment, which was, is which is bonkers. I was in Chicago, like this is like 15 years ago, and they had this, these big city garbage bins. And there's one hole that says recycle and one hole that says garbage. And it goes to the same place. And they both go to the same yeah, shoot. That, <laughs> that was like, I looked at it and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. It just goes on a slide into one garbage can. But I still, I know this intellectually and yet I still cannot not do it. It's like been ingrained from childhood where you have to separate the cardboard and the plastic and the garbage. And I can't not. If it's got food material on it, you can't recycle it anyway. I know. It's all nonsense. And yet I have this like OCD that I cannot not do it. I was in, I was flying through, through, uh, I think I was in Dallas and I ordered a, an Arnold Palmer or something. The lady comes and she brings it to me and I'm in Texas and she gives me a paper straw. And then I laughed and I was like, paper straws, huh? And then she goes, some dumb little girl complains about <laughs> pl- 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 plastic and now some we can't have straws anymore. And then I started laughing. I was like, you get it. Yeah. You know exactly what's up. Shout out to Boyan Slat and the Ocean Cleanup Project. Have you guys been following his work? I interviewed him uh, when he went to Bilderberg. He actually gave me an interesting uh, comment about his take there. But he's also a fascinating, extremely young person that uh, has been doing some really fascinating work when it comes to cleaning up the mess from essentially the Chinese uh, dumping all the trash uh, into and the, India. Into the ocean yeah, and river in all the developing countries. The, yeah. the Pacific Gyre, that giant Texas-sized sw- swirling patch of plastic trash. He's out there with these giant ropes cleaning it up. But where does it go when he cleans he it He brings up? it back to shore, and then they got to figure out what to do with the plastic. You right. can break it back down into oil if you heat it up with low oxygen or no oxygen environment. You can reconvert it into there's fuel. A, there's bacteria that started eating it. They yeah, there's bacteria. Started. There's also mushrooms. Pestiolopsis microspore is a fungus that can consume it, turn it into sugar. Hmm. You got to grind it. Yeah, you grind it up into little plastic pellets, and then you run it through an aqueous solution and spray it with the fungus, with the spores, and then over like a week, it breaks it down into sugar. That's cool. Let me let me me read a little bit from this article. This is funny. The average cost of an electric vehicle is fifty six thousand four hundred thirty seven dollars, which is approximately a hundred ten thousand dollars higher than the industry average. So these, I'm just, I'm really hoping that whatever ends up happening in November. We never forget the let them drive Teslas line hmm. and it becomes like a thing like let them drive Teslas. You know, these people are just like they're complaining about gas prices. Why don't they just drive Teslas? Yeah, yeah I think Buttigieg said it. He's like, people should buy electric cars. They're like, oh, the, oh thank you. Th- there's not ch- enough of them. There's no yeah, batteries. There's, there's no cars. That's why the demand no cars, of them is going period. up. Yeah. I, I, I just placed an order for a Ford Transit that will arrive maybe at the end of the year. We're yeah. hoping. Tesla's back ordered incredibly yeah. long. Prediction. Yeah. 
Um, I think Joe Biden will likely invoke the Defense Production Act and some kind of the Democrats will introduce some kind of bill. Magic. Massively fund electric vehicle production in this country and not like cars, uh, that uh, big help, rigs. That would help Elon Musk. I thought you said China wrong, Tim. Uh, you said China because Biden's probably going to be giving all the business to China. Probably. More than, more than anywhere else. But That's where he's buying the solar panels that he's I'm, importing. I'm saying when the diesel shortages hit in August, you think gas prices are a problem? You look. If the truckers are going to be spending 10 bucks a gallon on diesel, yep. a lot of them are going to be like, I'm not driving anymore. Yeah. Then your products are going to skyrocket. So I think Joe Biden's going to step in and be like, we got a problem with prices and shortages, man. Come on. we got to have to do the defense know. production. I mean, it, it's going to be like fruits and vegetables that are going to fly off the shelves and that will be completely scarce. Gone. Yeah. It took him a really long time to actually admit that there was a baby for- formula shortage, and he didn't really do anything right. about it. So I, I wonder if he's actually going to do anything about that. All, all you guys think you're going to have strawberries come October? Huh. People, people, no more strawberry ice cream. Nope. The things that need to be shipped and shipped quickly, not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, you know, whenever I go to the store, you know what really bugs me? Is strawberries, you gotta like check them. You gotta open it up and make sure there's no mold in mm-hmm. there. And then sometimes you do after a couple of days, they're all moldy. Yeah. And that, that's because they have to be transported very quickly. But if you buy the strawberries that last more than three days, they're tasteless. They're gross. Right. Yeah. So there's no yeah. middle ground. Or frozen I strawberries. I have really strong feelings about strawberries. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Avocados. Gone. So $12.92 at Costco for a six pack. Whoa! Two bucks an avocado! Yeah. That's the millennial apocalypse. How are we going to have our avocado toast? I know. I just saw it on Instacart and I was like, oh, that's not going to happen. Have you been tracking prices? Yes. So, so. (laughs) I just said $12.92 for a six pack of avocados at Costco. Semi rhetorically. So we went out to eat and uh, we went to a Mexican restaurant. It's, it was, it was, I think me and three other people. And the bill was a hundred bucks. That's low. I mean, I keep kosher, so I think that's low. But yes. But, but it's like, it's a, not a, New York year, City. a year ago, it was like 60 bucks. Really? Yeah. I mean, if we got a couple tacos, it would be like, you know, 10 bucks a person. We're looking at 40 get, bucks with drinks. To get takeout for my family of seven and I have small children, it's nowhere under 150. Wow. Can't wow. do it. We Big don't get What area are you, are you in, if you don't mind me asking? Silver Spring, Maryland. Okay. It's here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, also I keep kosher, so you have to, like put a 30% tax on life. But I mean, I, I, <laughs> do I cheap track of tax of uh, prices? The local Chinese place, the, just the dinner special went up over 35%. It is now $19 to get just a dinner Whoa, special of wow. Chinese food. Yeah. Wasn't it like 10 bucks a year ago or something yeah, like that? No, I mean, his prices went up. I mean, and I'm not blaming him. Obviously, I'm not blaming you. But like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. And we it's only it. the beginning. It's only going to get worse. This is the inflation is the largest tax on the yep. people of the world. Yep. And, and uh, y- your wealth is literally being evaporated because of the financial policies of the U.S. Federal Reserve and the Biden administration. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll, t- I'll tell you what was really scary for me. We went, we, we have, we have our truck for transporting materials and stuff and for, for moving the trailers and the mobile yeah. studio. We had to get an oil change. We were told we can't do it. We don't have any oil. What? We went to an oil change place and they told us they didn't have it and they couldn't help us. And then I was like, "What?" And they're like, "You're gonna you have, have a to special f- truck. It's a Dodge Ram. It's diesel. Yeah. yeah, but they they were just like, we don't have the the oil. You're gonna have to get. I'm sorry, we we don't have it. What yet. does everyone else do? I mean, like, it's not like we you had live to, in like Manhattan. We, we had to drive, and I re- we were in the middle of nowhere. We're out here in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had to drive to a couple stores to find the right uh, fu- uh, oil. We went to, I think we went to like an auto zone or something. And then we were like, I, I forget, I forget the, the oil that we need. I'm sure everybody knows exactly what oil we need. And they had, I think like four, uh, uh, 
gallons or whatever, mm-hmm. and we needed, I think, three, two or th- maybe maybe two or something. And so I was like, just get it all. Because they told yeah. us that there was a shortage and they couldn't help us. They, could, they, they didn't have any. And I'm like, wow, that was, that's never happened to me in my life. Yeah. In my life, every vehicle I've ever had, my friends' vehicles, you pull in, they're like, yep. I mean, that's what I did with baby. I, I nursed my baby. Like, he's never had formula. And when all of this stuff started, I bought a canister because I was like, if I get hit by a truck, yeah. I want I want that on, on hand. One Yo. thing is people are mentioning in the Super Chats, uh, uh, DEF shortages. Yep. What is DEF? So I think it was, in, I think 10 years ago, there was a, uh, they, they, the U.S. passed a bill requiring all new diesel, uh, maybe it was longer than this, but all new diesel vehicles need to have diesel exhaust fluid, okay. which is basically urea and water. And you, so when you, when we're filling up the Ram with gas, there's actually two holes, a small one and a big one. If you go to a truck stop, you can pull out the DEF and stick it in and it smells like piss. Okay. That's what it is. That's what like, it is. Yeah. But we import it. Okay. And so there's already shortages. If the truck doesn't have it, 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 it's, it gives you a warning and says speed will be reduced to five miles an hour. What? That is dystopian. Is it a part of their global warming? Like, what, yes. What, what, what DEF does is it bonds with the fuel so that instead of making a pollutant or whatever, it makes water or something. Oh. Or something like that. It's like a nitrogen something. I think a lot of people, EGR, deleted their uh, diesel trucks, and they don't have to do that. Uh, and I think there's some local state jurisdictions that made that illegal, but it's it's kind of hard to but find but out sometimes. People are going to start hacking their vehicles. Oh yeah, yep. They're going to try and find ways to reduce the cost in whatever whatever way they can. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I looked into. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know how much you can hack. Seven dollars a gallon, mm. right? Biodiesel. You make your diesel from corn. I don't know, it's man. Gonna, people are going to be driving f- that, but that's not, not, su- not a, that's not effective. I'm surprised that the government uh, is not having more of a dialogue about getting people to become self-sustainable. It still seems like they're like, "Hey, wait for us to fix things for you. Wait for us. Wait for us." Let right. Us. I mean, they're saying, you know, drive a Tesla, but you have to spend $55,000 minimum. Wait seven if months. you could get it. If you're right. lucky to right. get it because those are the the regular prices that you could pre-order. I know people that are making money just off pre-ordering Teslas because of the value of how much they've been rapidly increasing. So they order one that's that they're going to get in a year or two oh, years. Brilliant. And then of course their value of it skyrockets up and the ba- the value of the battery goes up so they sell it as soon as they buy it That's and they right. make a so profit you, off of and it. And when you pre-order you don't even put down the money, right? You put so down no. like $100. Yeah. I think now I they want $200 uh, whatever it may be, five hundred dollars. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I've, I put down a deposit on a Ford Transit this week, so yeah. I'm well, an expert on a Ford what Transit. Do you, <laughs> what do you think the White House is talking about in these trying times? Press the gas. Matthew McConaughey makes powerful appeal for gun control at White House because this is something I care. I care so deeply about seeing celebrities come out and talk about gun control when gas is five bucks a gallon. It's just oh, it's so smart. Mm-hmm. Good job. It's brilliant. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
And the poverty that they're creating will lead to more crime, will lead mm-hmm. to more people but robbing each other. That's why guards. they want to take the guns exactly. away. Exactly. They all have armed guards, so it's actually not really Matthew McConaughey's problem. Yep. yep. So this is the next story. In an emotional appearance at the White House briefing uh, room on Tuesday, Matthew McConaughey, Matthew McConaughey made an emotional appeal for greater gun control measures at once evoking anguish and hope. How, he asked, can we make the loss of these lives matter? Oh, so he's outright saying he's exploiting the tragedy was, for political gain. It was gain. nice of Yahoo to write uh, this press release as a news story. Yeah, did you say in an really emotional appearance he made an emotional plea? Uh, yeah. That's uh, yeah, exactly. really appeal well. to emotions rather than logic. Mm-hmm. He brought the shoes of one of the children there, yep. and he also brought a painting of one of the children there that that lost their lives. Uh, this is also on the heels of one of the teachers coming out, and also now uh, during that incident talking about another uh, important aspect of the story that again contradicts the police official version. Uh, there's so much to this that that again is filled with just emotion, so you don't rationally think about exactly what happened here. But it wasn't even. A real emotion. He was looking at a script like for half the the talk. It wasn't like a. I mean, you call it a speech, but it was basically a, a cold reading yeah. of a script. He's it was a, so and not, obnoxious. And you were saying before we started, it wasn't even. No, he's like no. A, a TV and film actor trying to do theater, and he's shuffling his feet, looking all nervous, looking down. Like at least get off book if you're going to try and lie to me, make me think that you believe what you're saying, dude. He said, "We." This is a quote. We need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to. And then he looks at his notes. 21. Like, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. <laughs> it's like the most basic talking point. He didn't even know what it was. So and, and meanwhile, he, he's able to afford private security. He's able to afford guys walking around with guns that are going to protect him. And he's making the argument that, of course, no, no, you can't have that. No, he, you're not responsible enough to do that. He flippantly said red flag laws, which would get, like, people with medical marijuana licenses to get their doors kicked in if they don't want to get their gun over. You know, like, come on, man. What is he? What is he thinking? Well, I'm pretty sure if you have medical marijuana, you can't get a gun. You can't. Not in Maryland. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not, really? not anywhere. Yeah. What about people anywhere. that have a gun that get a medical marijuana Unless you're card. Hunter Biden. Yeah, Unless yeah. you're Hunter Biden, that, you can that, do whatever you want. That's interesting. That's fair. If, so, um, if you guys know in the chat, if you have weapons already and then get a miracle, uh, medical, miracle, miracle. medical <laughs> marijuana card, I wonder what happens, but you cannot buy a gun. So if you, if you go to a, a gun store, it asks you, do, are you an illicit user of any of, of any? Oh, yeah, and, does, and it yeah. says in bold letters, note, marijuana is illegal at the federal level and you must. Well, that's a problem in itself. They call I it a, a narcotic at the federal level. It's yeah. considered a narcotic. Isn't it Schedule 1? Schedule 1 narcotic. Mm-hmm. Like I'm it's such a nerd. I just, I'm like, no, I'm really boring. I don't do any of these things. Please give me <laughs> my it's gun. It's just, the history of the marijuana being illegal is insane to begin with. Harry J. Anslinger colluding with. Uh, what's the pa- the paper the magnet. paper industry? William uh, Randolph Hearst. Hearst. Yeah, William yep, Randolph Hearst, go. and they basically went and they did this this propaganda piece called Reefer Madness and scared a bunch of people, and then they made it illegal. You know, this it thing that basically was the foundation of our country. Too, yeah. Yep. I, I I don't care for smoking weed or anything like that, but it sounds like gun control to me. Yeah. Because you've got a lot of young people who don't know or don't care. You've got people who walk down the boardwalk in California and they're told just spend five bucks and get a weed card and they're all disqualifying themselves from having guns. Hmm. That's insane. That's one way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, as they're registered with the state. And there's, there's been many instances, especially in Colorado, California, where you, where you hear people denied the ability to defend themselves because hear, of going through this process. Then you hear about the FBI not actually being able to get through all of their backlog of, of background checks. So I don't know. Well, that's why we have the 72-hour release. And this is what but they Joe, still can't get through it. Well, right, that, but this doesn't matter because after seventy-two hours, it's gone, right? And you get right. your you get you you get your gun. Joe Biden's trying to get rid of that, and that would effectively ban all guns, all of them. Period. How? So, if right now the rule is you have to get a background check when you buy a gun right. from an FFL, right? 
for the average person, you get researched and within five, ten minutes, you're cleared. Right, right. However, sometimes you get delayed. If the FBI does not complete the background check within 72 hours, you get your gun. Right. If that 72-hour release is removed as per Joe Biden's you know, demand, then the FBI will say, we'll get to it when we get to it. Mm, and then it. you never get the gun. Yep. That's, I mean, that actually happened. I So I got my first gun in Highland Park, New Jersey, which is like one Ooh, of the most liberal townships. Yeah, no, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. They banned fracking. Like, this is how they spend their time. And the hoops that I had to jump, the illegal hoops I had to jump through to get my, my gun license were completely illegal. There's nothing I could do about it. They just kept on calling me into the back office. Are you sure? Are you sure? And then they were sort of misogynist and infantilizing because I had wow. my kids with me and they were like, I just, are you concerned about your safety? Are you concerned about the safety of your children? I'm like, I am concerned about your ability to do your job in a timely way and I would like the ability to defend myself and my children because I don't trust you, sir. You, you, police officer, you, because you're not very good at your job. I had the cops exactly. in New Jersey telling me to get a gun. Really? Yeah. Different Some guy party. tried breaking in, and the cop was like, if it were me, I'd, I'd answer the door with a shotgun. And yeah. I was like, I don't have one. He's like, well. You might want to go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, and they, they all lied to me as to how to do it. Well, the thing that kills me about this story is that the lesson of this Texas shooting is that we should never have guns. After we watched what the cops did standing mm-hmm. out there for an hour, what was an hour? I I would rather have a gun to protect myself and my children because the mom who jumped the fence, she's the hero of the story. And the Border Patrol agent who borrowed the shotgun of his of his barber, barber. he is the hero of the story. And I am not super interested in entrusting my children and my safety in the hands of those people. And I'm I'm a back the blue person. And, and I'm definitely not. But what happened in, in, <laughs> what, what happened in, in Evaldi is, is not rare. It's not uncommon. This no, happens a lot. This happened yeah. throughout other school shootings. Parkland, uh, yep, Parkland, Parkland especially yes. is just one of them. But there's other events. My friend Joe Lizito dealt with this entire situation as police officers were watching as he was stopping a serial killer getting stabbed in the head. Police officers are, 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 have argued in many states. And even on the federal level, they have no duty to protect right. and it was serve a SCOTUS you. Decision. Absolutely, yeah. and and it's important for people to understand. So for them to use this emotional kind of event in order to push for gun control, so people have to depend on the police, right. is absolutely insane, disingenuous, and just uh, absolutely stupid. And the only way they could do it is 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 if they have enough emotions. And this is right. why we're seeing right. such hyperbolic language. And this is why we're not seeing the mom who had to jump the fence. Yeah, and I'm, and that mom right now is being uh, threatened, according to to her she came out saying that she's threatened by police for 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 speaking out against them yeah i mean this is what happened in parkland that it disappeared so fast once it became clear what had happened and they don't want to talk about it and so it kind of it the story became the the hog was his name andrew david hog Hog, thank you the story became david hog and all these things instead of the dad who kind of stood up and was like, I'm sorry, can we have a conversation about what happened with the police department? Yeah, the teacher Did came you? out today. The, the the teacher that was in the classroom where he lost all of his students yeah. came out and said he had to pretend that he was dead for over an hour. He heard police officers, and then he said that they retreated. Yeah. They went away. And when he went away, the shooter started again hurting uh, small children. And this, again, contradicts the official story of what the police officers were telling yeah, us I that mean, day. So that, they were, that, that they were outside. No, they left. They retreated. They ran it? away. And then the, the shooting actually continued and escalated, and more people lost their lives when they didn't need to. And the cops are right there. It's disgusting. It's yeah. absolutely insane. Yeah, no. So I don't know if this 
panned out. I, this was like a sort of, I heard it originally when all of this stuff happened. They were telling kids to yell out. Yep. That's one story yeah, as well. Yeah. And that happened. One of the teachers, uh, this, this teacher that came out today did an interview with ABC News and he said specifically how, you, you know, we heard the police officers outside. We thought they were coming in. We thought they were rescuing and then they just left. Yeah. And then one student said, "Hey, help me! I'm here." And then, and then the, the, the yeah. monster came in there, and then and then obviously you guys, shot you guys see what shot. David Hogg tweeted about not allowing, not having immigrants come to the United States. No. It was like no. the weirdest gun control talking point. He was like, "Someone should tell uh, immigrants not to come to the United States. We should issue warnings in their state, their country should issue warnings." And I was just like, "That's just like I don't know what his point was trying to be, but he went like anti-immigrant." To That's argue for guns, like I, I don't know. Was Let's he trying see where to? Where he goes? Was he trying to argue? Yeah, I, right. I, I just think that we should just let him talk all the time. I, I'm I'm of the mind. Every time he opens his mouth, we should all just listen and just learn. Agreed. I think so too. If we ignore him, he's gonna and belittle him. He's gonna get more powerful. So it really is someone that we should communicate with. Well, no, she's saying that the more he talks, the, the more he discredits himself. Yeah. I know. I understand, stakes. but I also think that he's the kind of person that if you make fun of him and act like he's not a big deal, will become way more politically powerful than you intend. Mm-hmm. Well, look, when half of the political space in this country is people who are willfully ignorant, and then accuse everyone else of being willfully ignorant. I don't know how you solve for that problem anyway. Um, I mean, you see that in no more clear context than with guns. They do not understand the very basic mechanics. Yeah, I'm thinking about policing because I'm kind of with you, Luke, that you can't really rely on cops to save you. But, like, I think, okay, that we start from the beginning again. Then you you have your homeschooling, your kids in your house. You have guns to protect it. But that's not scalable because you can't be on guard all day. That's why we develop specialization as a species. We have people that... specialize in defense of the community well no 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 uh, armed societies are polite societies and and if you look at some examples specifically when when a criminal knows that someone could defend themselves they're not going to treat them uh like like a victim they're going to know that there's going to be consequences if they aggress against somebody I under- else i understand that but coordinated attacks you can't no one dad is going to be able to so stop i i am probably the only person on my block who has guns and i'm very okay with everyone knowing it because at the end of the day, it's not my house getting robbed. Hmm. Yeah. Luke, I think your power cable might be on your microphone or something. Yeah, I'm trying to troubleshoot it, but I also got to switch cameras. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, on Hilarious. that note, Bethany, <laughs> there's this uh, viral video. James O'Keefe recently posted it where they went door to door and asked people if they I were remember, in favor yeah. of gun control. Yes, and when they, when they said yes, he was like, we, we, we have this sign saying proud gun-free home. Would you put that in your front? And they're like, no, no. Like, Why not? Because then people would rob us. And he's like, sounds like you're saying you need a gun to defend your home. The funny thing is these people who won't do it, no, they don't need guns because everyone else has them. Yeah. And yeah. so I agree. We, uh, people should be armed, I think, or at least have the right to arm themselves and let people know we're armed. Um, but on top of that, you're still going to need a community police force at some level because – you can't expect parents to only to always be on guard. If you're teaching your kid, you're not on guard. So at some point, you're going to have to rely on your community to protect you at some point in, in some instances. Um, maybe it's just gotten too big, like having a small police force. I saw this chaos in Philadelphia the other night, maybe two days ago or something, and yeah. there were like four cops, I think. Where they are at this huge crowd of like hundred kids, hundred people out in the street just shooting each other. Yeah. Well, the crazy aspect is, you know, the same kind of Democratic Party establishment, the same kind of individuals that that are telling you you can't have a gun, you shouldn't have a gun, are the same individuals that are usually financed and sponsored by individuals like George Soros that literally are financing DAs and public prosecutors that let criminals leave and get out of jail after committing very horrible, violent crime. There was a, a crazy incident in Los Angeles recently with a, a mother that that was. 
was run over by, by a crazy criminal. The, the criminal got five to seven months at a camp uh, in response to him running over a mother and her child. Again, there's been so many instances of, of just horrible, violent people being let out into the streets. And these are the same people doing that, telling you, you can't defend yourself. You can't have, uh, you know, we need more laws to go after law-abiding citizens that, of course, won't be following uh, the, the, the context and pretext that they want them to. Let's, so. let's talk about a new law. Oh, yeah, this guy. We got a story from the post-millennial. California lawmaker who relaxed punishments for sex offenders proposes mandatory drag queen 101 class for K through 12 students. Yes. So when the left demands something and the GOP ignores it, they get it. When the left demands something and the GOP pushes back, they recoil and then demand something twice as bad. So we have all of these stories. You may have seen the story where... There's a big neon sign saying it's not going to lick itself and children are dancing in with with sexualized adult performers at a nightclub that was doing a family event, which is not for families, but uh, they're claiming it is. And in response to this, this guy is like, why don't we make it mandatory in schools? Because this is what they want to do. In response to a Texas state representative announcing he will file legislation to ban drag shows from having children in their audience, California State Senator Scott Weiner, is it, is it Weiner or Weiner? I'm going to go with Wiener on this one. Yeah, let's go with that. Proposed offering drag queen curriculum in schools. Responding to a tweet from Rep. Brian Slatton of Texas, he said, this guy just gave me me a bill idea. Offering drag queen 101 as part of the K-12 through curriculum, attending drag queen story time will satisfy the requirement. So I don't think he's completely serious. (sighs) You know, I think he's just like poking the bear. But the fact that they've gone beyond defending it, yeah. And are now of publicly course. being like, let's do more. Let's do more. Let them keep saying it. I know. That's how I feel, too. I mean, this the end of the day, we're sort of it's not a mystery why there's going to be an absolute tsunami. And it's not just this stuff. It's not just the over-sexualization of children. It's also the fact that parents over the last two years were watching their kids on Zoom and that's thinking, right. oh, this wasn't so very lining. impressive. This yep. wasn't very good. And I now know. I mean, if you look at the test scores out of where I live, Montgomery County, Maryland, used to be like. 65 to 75 percent of kids were sort of adequately prepared to do algebra in middle in middle school. The latest testing is 15 percent, and so parents aren't just seeing this, but they're seeing this instead of math. You gotta I make saw, it fun, I saw, man. Uh, we need to monetize gaming, gamify algebra for kids where they get tokens. Math is racist. They do I, that in yeah. on, in homeschooling. I mean, this is this is the beauty of you know opening the market, like. There, there's a viral video going around where someone said that he went into this event and there was a little boy and then someone like the bartender asked him if he was gay and he said no and his mom went yes he is he is gay and he says no I'm not and he got really angry Munchausen it's Munchausen yep. or or I don't know if that's I don't know if that's Munchausen that's ver- like a, a mother who's like I'm a special mom I have a special she wants to fit in yes. she wants to be a part of whatever this is I, I don't know how many of these parents there actually exist. I mean, I would like to know if this guy actually has children because at the end of the day, so Heroes of Liberty, the books that I do, we were just reviewed by Current Affairs and the reviewer had no children. He's like the socialist with cats and he has no children. And he's like, this is what parents should be teaching their children. This is what they should not be. Teaching. But none of them actually have kids. None of them have any skin they, they, in they, the game. They do. They have your kids. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. They yeah. want to capture our kids. In K through 12 kids. I, so again, in Montgomery County where I live, the, uh, there was just sort of an announcement put out on like the mommy listservs that normally at our local zoned elementary school, they've hit a hundred kids by now in kindergarten enrollment. The, at this t- point, they had a hundred kids. 
Right now, they have 55 kids signed up for kindergarten. And they're starting to panic because by June 30th, they're going to start having to fire kindergarten teachers because they're not going to have enough kids registered. And they keep on passing the buck. They they got federal money over COVID to sort of inflate their budget because people were pulling their kids out. But that federal money is now gone. And they're they're screwed. I want to pull up this tweet from Libs of TikTok. Who writes, the mayor of Apex, North Carolina, announced that the drag queen part of the Pride event has been canceled after feedback received from citizens. But it's more interesting than that. The letter from the mayor says, it continues to be my goal to ensure that all voices in our community are are represented. I have received a variety of feedback regarding the drag queen story hour at the upcoming Apex Pride Festival. Given that this part of the event was not originally presented when the event was proposed, I met with representatives from the organization hosting the event, the Apex Festival Commission, and presented the feedback I've received from citizens. Today, I was notified that the Apex Festival Commission has taken the feedback into careful consideration and has decided to remove the Drag Queen Story Hour from the event. They tried sneaking it in. Mm -hmm. They didn't announce it. They get their access and permitting, whatever they need, and then they add child sexual grooming. They don't even have to sneak it in. This is something that they love doing. So I'm kind of surprised that this was the response because this is their entire raison d'etre is like sexualizing children. So I don't know why they had to sneak it in when it's like normally just, you know, part of Pride Week now. I think they they know that if parents, the average parent sees this, there's going to be a major backlash. I mean, but this is not at a school, right? Like, this is just a public event that people can attend. Well, so here's an interesting moral question. The, what the, what the, there's a Mott and Bailey kind of thing going on where in the Bailey, you have them outright just sexualizing kids. It's not going to lick itself. And then when you call it out, they retreat and say, it's just a costume party. It's all, that's all it is, a pageant show. And then, and that's like, dude. They're sticking dollar bills in thongs. There's photos. There's Queen Lactatia, a nine-year-old boy, touching a nude adult man in a photo shoot. These are grooming kids sexually. That is overt abuse. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I don't get it. Yeah, and and of course, they were also talking about drug abuse, and and there's different layers of this. I think this all kind of coincides with a larger depopulation agenda if we go down the rabbit hole. But but, but to me, there's a lot of different aspects of this that really do need to be understood here, and parents being responsible for their children is is one of them. I feel like a lot of them feel that they could just give a screen, give a computer, put them on Netflix, and and their child is going to be okay, and they're not. You need to be a part of your child's life. Well, you used to be able to outsource. You used to be able to put your kids in front of Disney and and bring them to the school library. Now, I mean, especially in the month of June, if you go to your local library and you look at the children's section, it is wall to wall. May I just say that I am absolutely in love with the fact that they are turning parents into a voting block. Mm -hmm. I wish them the best with this because this transcends everything. This transcends class, race. It transcends whether you're gay or straight. If you have kids and you care about your kids, you're going to push back on this so hard. Yep. You're going to flip their boat. It's going to be great. I'm well, excited. we saw it with Glenn Youngkin and they, yeah. I mean, I, it was funny. I met this mom at a, at a dance, my kid does a dance class in, you know, very blue Maryland. And she walked up to me and she sort of gave me a little bit of her backstory. And we were texting later to, you know, get our kids together. And I was like, Oh, you're one of those blue red pilled moms from for Glenn Youngkin. And she's yeah. like, you bet I am because I saw what they were doing to my kids on Zoom and I, and they did not care. I mean, it's not just that that they didn't do it well. It's that they just did not care. And so what really frustrated me about this call for everyone to enroll their kindergartner in school or the kindergartner's 
teachers will lose their jobs. When did the kindergarten teachers express any concern over children over the last years? I know that the, the unions were sort of the larger villains, but I didn't see that many teachers coming out and saying we need to be in person and I need to teach reading without masks on myself for the children. We did not see that in mass. And the psychological negative impacts of the mask wearing, of Mm -hmm. of specifically the distance learning, is going to have long-term consequences for children that are not going to be able to be socially, uh, you know, available. We're going to turn an entire generation into, and I don't say this in a in a bad way, into autistic. Yeah. You're, they, they are not going to be able to form these social bonds. My, my kid does occupational therapy and most of the occupational therapist patients are on the autism spectrum and they've told us like, yeah. This is bad. Yeah, or have good human interactions yeah. with, uh, you know, the fellow fellow children and fellow friends. And another aspect of this to really kind of ascertain is that they're not going to be able to have healthy relationships, whether yeah. with friends or with partners or with, or with lovers. And then you had the aspect of, of pornography and how readily available yes. it is and how it re- literally rewires children's brains. Yep. And then, you, and then you, you teach people not to have, you know, you're essentially leading people down the pathway where they're going to be alone and miserable for the rest of yep. their life. And I think this is all done on purpose. Because then you have the perfect consumer. When you could, you could, you could control someone. You could enslave someone when they're an individual. But when they're a family, when they're a group, or when they're a unit, it's harder to control yeah. and subjugate I mean, a population. If, if, if you want to explain to people who don't understand the damage masks do, it's actually quite simple. Set the volume on a TV just low enough to where it's kind of hard to hear. Yep. And then have have something play on the TV, and then ask this person what they said, and they'll tell you. Then block their view of the person's mouth and play yep. it again and they'll say I couldn't hear it. Yeah, but no, why absolutely. the volume's the exact same? And then learn how to read that way. Yep. I mean what what one of the most unre- underreported sort of stories of all the school stuff is the violence in schools. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Well, I we wouldn't see this coming." When you dehumanize children, put them in literal glass boxes, don't let them go near anyone and tell them that they are vectors of disease for 2 years, there's going to be some anger. And then over-sexualize them and confuse them with all these other things. And put them in front of a screen where they have ready access to the pornography. Exactly. And was it Michael Malice who said that schools uh, are are maybe the place, uh, the one place where children experience violence or something like that? Yeah. What do you say? On par with prisons, I think is what he said. Yeah. Yeah. The same people who build the prisons build the schools. So what do you expect? I mean, especially when you look at the larger uh, people call an education education system, it's, it's, again, an institution that indoctrinates children for the political benefit of, of the people yeah. controlling I mean, that institution. John and this is why David Rockefeller was instrumental in creating the modern-day education system, yep. trying to create factory workers that were yep. going to be good I mean, workers for him you, and no one else. treat everyone exactly the same, and everyone sort of goes through the machine. Are you familiar with John Taylor Gatto? Yes. Yeah, oh, he yeah. does incredible work, oh, and if you don't know who that is, you should definitely yeah. look at John yeah. Taylor Gatto. Yeah. So he was, an ed- he was a teacher, actually. He, he won Teacher of the Year in New York City, and during his speech, he sort of stood up and said, this entire machine is broken. We treat children as cogs in a machine and we, it's unnatural to teach anything when you tell them, okay, read this poem and then a bell dings and then they have to move on. It, it treats children as if they are rats, basically. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And the homeschool philosophy that we follow, cause I homeschool all my kids. I mean, not all of them. Obviously I have a baby, but, um, it's called Charlotte Mason and it yeah, just basically, yeah. And it talks <laughs> about sort of, her entire philosophy is the respecting the personhood of children and treating every child as an individual. And it's, I, this is what the education system should be. And, you know, there are Charlotte Mason schools that, I mean, this is 
this is why people are, are flocking away from public schools because they treat children as oh, cogs. Yeah. Homeschooling yeah. is on the rise, which I think is, is, is absolutely incredible, absolutely awesome. Pods are also starting to exist. Entire networks are starting to exist where yeah. people in a community are coming together and saying, hey, I'm uh, a physicist. Hey, I'm a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Hey, I know history. I, I, on the way here, I was talking to an art teacher. She yeah. homeschools her kids, and I said, can you teach an art class for all of the yes. other Jewish exactly. homeschoolers in our community? I was literally on the phone with her on the way here. There's huge networks popping up and a lot of people aren't talking about this new hampshire just passed a lot of new legislation allowing people to uh, homeschool even more freely and even have more access to taxpayer funds yeah. uh, if they do homeschool and uh, yeah. they, they have entire communities of individuals especially a part of the free state project where you have an expert in one particular field that yeah. teaches an entire group of children really cool. on the very specific so, issues that he's an expert on my friend jay my friend jay noon does this with welding he has little kids welding whoa. and and building stuff and constructing so stuff cool. he That's calls cool. it uh i think he calls it man camp uh he it. might get That's canceled for that <laughs> 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 but he, but jay noon does great work and he literally teaches uh young women young young boys how to build stuff out yeah. of their hands uh, out of their hands and and it's incredible stuff what they're able to do when they're t- taken out of this confined space where they're told just to regurgitate something right, and they're exactly. told hey you have free reign to create something yep. and the things they come up with is absolutely incredible, incredible. The yeah. kids have so much potential they have so much creative energy they have so much incredibleness within them and the school system the indoctrination system intentionally suppresses that and, to make them good people, slaves people think when you say indoctrination system that it's you know you're sort of feeding all of this drag queen stuff which obviously is happening but i think that the larger point of indoctrination isn't and and the damage isn't that messaging the progressive messaging which i obviously think is really damaging it's treating children like they are cogs and like rats and yeah. rinse and killing, repeat say this and, and, and their then, love yeah. of learning remember Kill, I mean, this yep. think about how we read books in in school they you have to write a book report and then you have to illustrate it and then you have to and I hated the book by the end of it. I never wanted to see it again. And then when I read it as an adult, I'm like, oh, Grapes of Wrath is actually a really a good, good read. Book, yeah. It's a pretty good read. <laughs> and so I'm reading, I'm rereading all of this classic literature as an adult. And I'm like, you murdered this piece of beautiful literature. Yeah. And I mean, this is schools. They all of just, it. Yeah. I mean, the only books that uh, millennials read have, have read is Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Those are actually good. I defend them. Sure, sure, sure. I like Harry Potter for sure. Yeah, but yeah. it's the only thing they've it read. Needs to be right. More. For pleasure, I would say. I mean, this is the, this is the problem with <clears throat> um with also putting kids in a pen for 8 hours a day. At the end of the day, they're just fried and then you put them in front of a screen, whatever. But they they have no energy and no inertia to just read for pleasure and read I, for I, fun. I I think we have to expand pods. Like pads. so, they're really hard yeah. to put together. Let me tell you, as someone who spent the last three years trying, it's it, it takes more coordination because then you have to rely on other people. And I don't know if you remember group projects when you were a kid. <laughs> so bad. Never rely on someone else to do it because no one does it as well as you do. So I don't know if they have these where you are, but in Colorado, when we were homeschooling, we had these co-ops where you could go and learn Latin and yeah, like yeah, they're incredible, but they're super hard yeah. to form. And then, so this is like just my personality. I hate rules and (laughs) I don't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) And a lot of the pod, a lot of the co-ops near us were crazy with COVID. And so Mm, I just didn't want to partake. And a lot of them, I mean, we sort of fit into a sort of weird ideological box because we're Jewish and because, you know, whatever. And so it's hard to sort of find like-minded people. But we're, I mean, we're trying to form that 
where I live, but um, but it's hard. It's hard to coordinate. What about doing it online? Coordinating mm-hmm. online? So we do. So my kids do an online like Hebrew class and whatever, and the teacher is wonderful. But I don't want my kids in front of a screen all day. Yeah, yeah not all day. I would think there are some things you could learn online. So they do. So my kids do it. Like it's called Gesher, and like it's it's based. So the problem with the the Jewish model and like my experience and my perception is that so in the Jewish community people 95% of people send their kids to Jewish day schools like orthodox I'm not talking about reform so if you actually like care about your faith um, you will send your kids to these schools but they're like 20, 30, 40 thousand dollars a pop and so it's a kind of birth control because people are like oh we can only really afford to have two (laughs) or three kids yeah yeah so people have two or three kids and so it forms, you know, a sort of it becomes birth control, basically. And so what some people do, but very few people, is that they pull their kids out. And I'm talking like 2% of people homeschool right now. And the woman who runs this program that my kids do, she runs all of the Jewish classes online on oh, Zoom. Wow. Um, but it's hard. I mean, it's hard for her. I mean, the, the Jewish community does not homeschool en masse and I do not understand it it makes no sense because we have the financial constraints of not just the the tuition but also you have to live within walking distance of your synagogue right, yeah. and so there's a Jew tax on on your house because you, it's going to be expensive it's, it's, it's the home yeah. value and it's also the property taxes and so it's really expensive to be Jewish just like you know there's a reason why there's all the stereotypes about us being cheap because we're really tight things are expensive yeah. um, kosher food is also super expensive and so um, I don't get why there's not more Jewish homeschoolers but I think uh, I can easily attribute much of my success to the fact that I was homeschooled before kindergarten. So, you know, when I was growing up, when I'm a little kid, my mom's homeschooling me from our earliest memories until we even started kindergarten. And then I learned later on, none of my friends had any schooling that they were, you know, three and four years old doing very little, if anything, you know, getting getting a little bit of instruction from their parents, but mostly nothing. I was actually, you know, every day we have grammar books, we have math books and vocabulary and all that stuff. And so I I started researching schools because I despised them completely. I did uh, K through eighth grade, and then I did a couple months of high school and then just stopped completely with all school. Yeah, so you're therefore an idiot. Was that? They're therefore an idiot because you. Stopped. Oh, oh, yeah. of course, absolutely. Yeah. And shame uh, you didn't turn into anything. Yeah. So, right. so, so the issue is, you know, I remember when the conversation around college was happening, and people were surprised to learn you don't need a high school diploma to go to college. But all of my friends were convinced they they had to have one, and I was like, once you turn eighteen, you can just go to community college, get an associates, and then transfer. You don't even have to, to turn eighteen. I have a friend when she realized this, she she was completely sold on homeschooling. Her, her, I think sophomore age in high school, he's already going to community college. By the time he graduates high school at 18, he'll have an associate. Yeah. Exactly. Great. And program. so it's, it's a complete waste of time. Yeah. Well, I remember when I, when, when I was told, don't worry, high school is going to be different. And then what was it? Identical in every yeah. way. Even and I was worse, like, honestly. how, right, right. I was like, how, how many times are we going to re- learn the exact same things over? You're teaching us nothing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I went to New York City public school. That was uh, oh, extremely, um, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, I don't want to kind of release the name of yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I went to two two high schools, and um, when, when you're there, you have teachers that are absolutely horrible that that absolutely ruin learning, ruin literature, ruin your ability to even you know have basic you know functions. And there's also you know teachers that do care. That I had teachers going up. Um, I, I could I could I, I know four of them off the top of my head that that used to say, okay, this is what they want you to learn. This is what's going to be on the test. Now here, let me tell you how. 
the CIA brings in, brings in crack into the poor neighborhoods. Here, let me tell you about uh, Iran that Contra. Like Here, let me tell you about JFK. Here, let me tell you about you know uh, Gulf of Tonkin. And and there was uh, four teachers throughout my entire uh, life in New York City public school that were absolutely incredible, caring, loving individuals that did a good job that actually made you understand what the world was really like. But that was rare. Yes, yeah. and yeah. and vast majority of them, I just hated so, school because it was just like indoctrination. From I, the very I beginning. love homeschooling. I'm super rah rah. But the problem I think of conservatives is that we think that homeschooling is like a scalable solution for a it's lot of people. Not. It's not. So here's the problem. You had four teachers who were caring and whatever. When you get into the parenting world and you realize how few parents care about their own children, right. that I think is one of the most earth shattering. I've been saying this and people didn't like it. And I said, you've got how many parents that would prefer to have a job knowing it meant their children are being groomed than to risk their their comfort and their access not to not just to their resources. comfort. I like. I'm just going to be really mean for a second. It's not just their comfort. It's they just don't want to spend time with their own children, right? And this is something that I, I truly do not understand as a parent because. And Jordan Peterson talks about this. Who your children are are basically I mean, under the age of ten a reflection on you. So if your child is a real, mm, then that means that you're not a great person either. Yep. And I, I always say to my daughter. Because we we have like social issues. If the parent is liberal, they sometimes don't want their child playing with my child, and this has been a reoccurring issue in our family, unfortunately. And my daughter was really disappointed for us. I'm just I'm just gonna be honest with you, honey. That person is a jerk, and their child, therefore, is not someone you're going to want to play with socially. Because plus, I don't. Why would Apple you want fall far? Why would you want your kids hanging out with them? I mean, that's exactly it. The child is a jerk, and it all. I mean, this is people keep on talking about sort of well, this your child's socialization, whatever, mm. with with homeschooling, and I'm like, it's a feature, not a bug, because I don't have to have my children play with any of those jerks' kids. It's, I it's, know who they're playing with. It's not about uh, a jerk necessarily, but it's also about social contagions. Yes, one hundred percent. I was the bad kid in my class all growing up. I was the one that. <laughs> told all my friends about sex and drugs because oh I did not gosh. grow up in a great house. Oh, no, I did not grow up in a great house. And I was the one that told all my friends about, do you know what sex is? Do you actually, do you want to talk about like you what were that, that actually, person? Oh, I was awful. Oh my gosh. I'm protecting my children from myself at seven. That's great. Yeah. Let's, let's jump to this next story. This is, uh, this is fun. CNN's new CEO plans to prune partisan personalities and programming. <laughs> Poor I hope Brian. they fire Brian oh, Stelter. No. Poor Brian. Brian. Upon taking over from, for Jeff Zucker, Chris Licht has vowed to make changes among them as a reduction of partisan programming and on-air personalities. If he gets his way, on-air talent could be ousted if they can't adjust to a less partisan tone and strategy. So, here's, what, here's what's going to happen. Brian Stalter is going to do a segment where he goes, this is exactly right. We shouldn't be partisan. It's funny how whatever this... You do his voice very well. <laughs> what, 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 whatever, whatever the company wants to do, he's just like, of course that's the right answer. But here's the problem for Brian. One day, I don't know when it will be, but one day they will actually make hiring and firing decisions based on ratings. No, no, no. <laughs> that is the day Brian. that Brian sees Brian. the end of the road. So, I mean, obviously I support this. I think this is great, but let's just make it a meritocracy. Yes. And, but if they did that, then Tucker would be on CNN. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, it, it's <laughs> crazy how the cable cable news used to be. Tucker was on MSNBC. Really? When? He used, really? To, have yes. a, he used to have yeah. a bow tie. Yes, he did. Yep. He used yeah. to argue yeah. for... Yes. Yeah. MSNBC used to be kind of like corporate. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, like, yeah. You know, It was like a crossfire thing, right? They were no, like no actually... I, think, I think MSNBC was considered to be like center-right or something. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah, it's only I, it's only recently that MSNBC turned into a far hard left, weird liberal Democrat thing. I think that's a lie. Really? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like fake news to me. They got yeah. bought by Comcast at some point. Mm, interesting. I wonder if that was Didn't it. they have Jesse Ventura on and <gasps> yeah. they canceled two thousand eight and they canceled his contract because he criticized the war when they told him to stop. Oh wow. um, nice job, so, Jesse. Yeah. His middle Tucker name Carlson Swanson. was on MSNBC. Yeah, he's like the Swanson The situation. Guy. You know when Comcast no bought idea. that? Yeah. And Rachel Maddow and Jay Severin were featured guests. Interesting. Isn't it crazy how this stuff used to be? Yeah. Media now, I don't think Tucker Carlson, if anything, he's become more populist. Yes. So he used to be very case. staunch conservative. He was a conservative guy on Crossfire. Yeah. So him being on MSNBC, that. MSNBC was not this hard left weirdo thing it is now. Mm. I think. But it's, it, it looks like it's been moving less since 2008. That's when they canceled Tucker. That's just what I'm seeing. I did not know this about NBC. I had no, no idea. I've only I'm known glad, them as glad it wasn't only me. Yeah, no, I, I follow the news closely, and I was like, oh, so that's no 2009 is when Comcast. Uh, well, actually, they announced that they were buying NBC Universal, and then it was 2013 when they actually bought Universal. Now you see BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard own 20 percent or whatever, 18 percent of Comcast. Uh, so it's just this media consolidation. You see with the banks, with Wells Fargo now yeah. owns whatever else other banks and Comcast. Is just dictating the narrative. Yeah, the more you consolidate anything like that, I think the worse it's going to be. I think we are seeing all this corporatization because, at the end of the day, like three companies own I everything. I bet you that more people watch your show on the YouTube. More people listen to it. That's for sure. And yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about words they're hearing. I'm not saying they're hearing more people hearing. I'm saying they're actually listening. Yeah. No. I mean, I this. I mean, this is the Brian Stelter thing. You can yeah. respond to this show. It's a completely different right. ballgame. But this. I mean. Th- it's that's why it's popular though because people feel like there is they're invested in it and they are part of this yeah whereas brian stelter when you watch it you just feel like you're you're on the receiving end of a really bad lecture (laughs) who would sign up for that yeah that media that whole uh that genre is 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 gone it it doesn't doesn't make sense i mean some people i guess are used to it so they're still comfortable with being talked at but so we i just pulled up the ad week's ratings are up to date but they don't let you read them unless you log in and you can't log in because the system doesn't work for whatever reason Hmm. so but i pulled up this is from uh, national media spots msn so fox news 1.5 million in uh what 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 is there what is the number is prime time i don't know i think it's i think it's prime time viewership peak so Fox News gets 1.5 million. Their average viewer, though, is I think what 62. Yeah, yeah, kind of old. They do I mean, get you can a lot. Tell on the advertisers because oh it's, my gosh, yeah, pocket catheters, yep. yeah, yeah. But I, but I think Tucker gets around 400 to 500 thousand key demo viewers, mm-hmm. which is uh, basically what we get. It's, we get about the same number, but wow. we're not getting any of the other demographic. Right. Like that, right. we don't, we don't get any target of it. demographic. So maybe. Tucker gets you know three to five million people watching his show. Ten percent of them are key demo. He has massive influence. I among wish that you hadn't have... said that. Now I'm just going to sit here terrified the rest of the show. Well, <laughs> I intentionally shield myself from this kind of information. What? Like how big the, the show? Yeah, is? yeah, I just I like to think of just a sitting. We're just talking to us. Yeah, it's really, but it's but it's also different too because we get that over the life of the show. So like, I think off season politics, we're getting like three fifty to four fifty uh, on YouTube, and then we yeah. get like a hundred on the podcast. Then we do the clips, which get another six to seven hundred. Right, right. So it's different from how cable, cable TV works. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's definitely changing and changing for the better. So I'm what, I, what I'm wondering is, I'm wondering, you know, from an internal business perspective and from a cultural perspective, what's the upward limit of a show like this? 
Can we ever be as big as Tucker Carlson? It can be I, infinite. I, I don't think so. With no, neural net, it can be infinite. Everyone Wait, on Earth can know everyone on Earth. It okay. can really be like that. Well, I, I don't think I don't think that's possible right now, and there's no reason to predict in the foreseeable future that will be the case. Yeah, I would give it when seventy people, years or something. When people watch cable TV, there's like seven channels they would choose from on cable news, right. and it's that means automated. All of the conservative people are going to watch Tucker when Tucker's on. When it comes to the internet, you can watch this. You can, Viva, you can watch Viva. You can watch Jimmy Dore. You can watch Crowder. Like it, it's 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 made me realize how small the world really is when you when you break through. You, you make a YouTube video, and then 18 million people know who you are the next day. And then with the neural net, I mean, I'm, I don't want to I don't want to break the conversation and start talking about tech that doesn't exist yet. But it seems like we're headed towards an environment where we're more interoperable as, I, as I, humans. I think fame is going away. Mm. And I, I predicted this 10 years ago. I was at, um, what is it called? NAB in Amsterdam, National Association of Broadcasters. And I was talking to these guys and I said, fame as we know it is going away. And they're like, no, it isn't. That's not true. That'll never happen. And I said, what, what I explained to them was the internet is decentralizing how we consume media. Yeah. New clicks, new groups, new subcultures are emerging and they're exponentially emerging. So where it used to be that there were 10 channels, there were three channels to choose from, then there was five, then there was 10, you would have one guy on that nightly show with, you know, the, with the Johnny Carson or whatever. How many guests would they have? Two or three. And so everyone in the country has to choose between these five channels. So you've got 100 million people all watching TV, 20 million watching this one show, and that one guy that's on it is seen by all of those people. Yeah. I mean, this is- Now like- it's, it's, there's there's 50 shows to choose from. Yeah, and I think that this is part of a larger sort of our our culture is sort of we're not as connected anymore because it used to be that everyone used to watch the same shows and and you listen to the same music or whatever. And now you were talking about some stranger things before the show and I was like I've never seen that show and I have no intention. And I I can do that. I can operate in a world where I've never seen that show because how often does stranger things come up in my everyday life? Not never. that often. Yeah. But if this were 50 years ago and I hadn't seen Johnny Carson last night, I can't talk at the dinner table. I have nothing to say. And so I I, I think that it's really sort of not just bifurcating it, but just like atomizing all of us into our little bubbles. Is is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I think it's a bad thing. Uh, Well, it depends because it's also the decentralization of power and information. That's fair. Um, It's, It's a good thing when it's meritocratic. What's happening now is the establishment and the lefty cults are manipulating the platforms to prop yes. up bad ideas. When bad ideas are propped up against meritocratic ideas, then there's conflict. Yeah. It's painful. I don't know if you call it good or bad, but it's pain- spiritually it's painful to not know what other people are thinking or, or, or caring well, about. Yeah. Well, also, powerful people manipulate the perception with bots and spam accounts and fake accounts to make ideas look more popular than they actually are if they have an agenda in pushing it. Uh, and that's why I think the Elon Musk spam kind of uh, debate is a lot more important than we even understand right now. But yeah. but uh, another aspect to, to kind of look at here is that, you know, the corporate media, a lot of their viewership is dying off. They're 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 slowly, you know, passing away of, of old age. And and I think you know, Tim, you make a good statement. I think it's the same kind of statement that Andy Warhol made when he said, "In the future, everyone will be famous for 15 minutes." And I think with you know the digitalization of everything, I think that's where we're going. I think that's where we're at almost um, as a certainty in in the near future. Yeah, I mean, you think about sort of America's sweetheart, like Jennifer Aniston and Sandra Bullock, and all the. Like 
like do we have that today? Exactly. That's what, yep. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, no. does that exist? And uh, to me, I, I'm very emotionally invested in Rachel Green, a.k.a. Jennifer Aniston's procreation. But now she's 55 and it's not going to happen. The, the <laughs> Those magazine covers are now over. Um, and I'm not emotionally invested in anyone the same way I'm invested in Jennifer Garner. Well, I think one thing that we see, there used to be beloved celebrities. Yeah. Now we have celebrities who are loved and hated. So Will Smith, yeah. Well, he so was the, one of the last ones. Because back in the day, people were like, do we really want to run nonstop of the nastiest coverage on someone that people kind of like a lot? Mm. It's risky, right? If someone is hated and infamous, well, then you run the, the hits and the tabloid garbage. But if it's a celebrity, you're like, people are interested in celebrity life and lifestyles of the rich and famous. Now, though, you can hit them both. You can make a magazine called Celebrity Love and you can make a, a magazine called Celebrity Gossip. Where one says Will Smith is the best and the other says Will Smith is garbage, run them both, get both audiences and make money off the hatred and the positivity. Yeah, Meghan Markle is like the, the key demo on that. Oh, I think you. It was so hard you to watch tell, Fringe. You can tell in. a lot by a person what, what they think about Meghan Markle. Yeah. Well, Why is that? Yes. That he's a good person. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know. This is <laughs> Prince, what is it, Prince Harry's yeah, wife? Yeah. yeah. I Prince just can't stand the, the royal family. Person. Was oh, that so I kid? disagree with you on that. Did you guys see the video of, was that Meghan Markle talking to the little kid and the kid was like giving her the... No. the oh, that, no, that was Prince Louis. I, so oh. I'm, I'm a royal. I'm a oh, royal fan. A royal. Oh, oh, tell me about it. I'm a royal fan. I've been in, in, imbibing like, you know, intravenously all the royal. So you know a lot about lizards. What's, I, what's I, your so favorite lizard? To, so I, I have. Uh, no, this is what I was walking into. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Gila monster guy myself. <laughs> I got this new AI story generator. Well, there's, there's an AI program I, I just subscribed to. It's called OpenAI. It's really amazing. You can tell it to do anything. You can say, draft me a product proposal or like give me a, a catchphrase. And uh, I said, tell me a story about Donald Trump defeating the lizard people with his good friend Alex Jones. And it wrote this really amazing story. A couple of them I, I, I ran where one was like Trump was at a rally when in the stands he sees a, a couple lizard people in masks shouting and he points, points them out. And everyone starts booing. And then he goes into the stands with Alex Jones. Like, or he, like, it was, it was just the, an absolutely ridiculous story. One was like a lizard guy breaks into Trump's house and he throws Alex Jones's book at him and hits him in the face, knocking him out. You're making me think of Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Remember that? He would take his mask off and he had like a lizard <laughs> mouth. We got the masks. Okay. Now what's next? That wasn't Scorpion. Scorpion was a skull. Okay. So we could fire he was dead. all of our writers for the reptile. 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 Yeah. Um, you know what I'm thinking, Luke? You mentioned corporate. I think you were talking about the corporations earlier. I think that when a corporation gets big enough, when it becomes a megacorp, that it should no longer be called a corporation and it should have new laws and rules about what it can and can't do. Own land? No. You can't own land if you're a, uh, all sorts of stuff like this. Like, oh, own software, private software code? No. You can't use that stuff if you're a, a mega conglomerate. You should be broken up, first of all. So we gotta figure out ways to, make the system so that it cannot grow to a place where we're going to ever have to break it, it up. Interesting proposal, but a lot of the rules and regulations made the corporations as powerful as they are right now because they made smaller businesses and competitors at a disadvantage to the people who are friends with the politicians. So uh, do you think more rules and laws will save that? That's a question that a lot of people are asking themselves. I'm a little bit more skeptical of that. I'm very uh, libertarian usually for the most yeah. part, but there's one thing I think the government should be focused on is breaking up monopolies and, and making sure... People don't become economic I mean, slaves. But they're at the end of the day, they're they're the ones who are going to be able to get around all the laws. Like, yeah. there's no law that you could write that would make Jeff Bezos do anything. Right. Well, you can make him free the software code of his systems. You can't make copy him do left. Can't I, make I, him I, I can't make it, but I you can make it illegal I, not to. I don't agree. 
they they all that happens is it's like there's 50 million cracks in the surface and you are plugging one yeah, of those cracks. Yeah, but I cracks. can't give up. This is like if the founding fathers sit around like there's nothing you can do to stop King George. Nothing. I would never – I'm not living that life. It's not life. the same thing. I mean it's kind of like we're having that same conversation all over again with corporations. Now it's Jeff Bezos. It's the, you're, you're inverted. It would be like the king saying there's nothing we can do to – But like to, if the founding fathers gave up before they started, I can't give up on this. There are definitely ways we can use law and order to protect ourselves. The government would be the crown in this analogy I think it's, to no, stop I think it's Bezos. Bezos. I think Bezos and the – not Jeff particularly, Jeff, but I'm saying megacorps are the modern-day monarchy. The, the problem is we're not fighting fair. Like at the end of the day, we're all we, – we, if we're fighting against Jeff Bezos, it's in the court of law and they have the power in that circumstance. If we're fighting like hand-to-hand combat, like they they did in the Revolutionary War, maybe yeah. we have a chance. Well, 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 public well, opinion is where yeah. it's all at. What makes you think that the government's going to work in the benefit of the people? They never have. There have been studies proving that it's a scam. The special interest, the people with the money essentially call the shots, push the laws, they get them passed because they want them passed. Yeah, I and, mean, the, and they're the ones that are served here, the, the, the super rich. We have socialism for the super rich and everyone else gets screwed. That's essentially was, the system that we're living under I mean, right now. That was the lesson of COVID. Amazon made how much money? Yeah, Amazon, was, Walmart, uh, Costco. Yeah. They did a study and found that public opinion has no effect on what bills get passed. Only the opinion of the top 1%. Yeah, lobbyist and, L- and the people literally, with the money. Literally, when they would look at, they, they tracked public sentiment on certain issues, and then bills being passed, no correlation. Right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, democracy is a scam. The founding fathers didn't rely on their government to save them from King George. They just made a new government. I mean, so that's basically what has to happen. Then. Of course. Here we are. Yeah. The revolution starts here. So the, the the issue is, I don't think it's that hopeless. I think the fact that Trump got elected shows that you can yeah get well, somebody in, and I think. What needs to happen now is uh, Robbie Starbuck, he won his court battle. He's back on the ballot. We need to go out in the primaries and vote for at people who actually want to help this country. So here's the problem. As someone who lives somewhere and I tried desperately, you have to find people willing to do it. And you have to find people willing for to sure. stand up to I, – I spoke to so many people. I, again, live in Montgomery County, Maryland. I spoke to so many people who were incensed by what happened in in Montgomery County. They closed the schools the longest. They We were subjected to all the COVID rules the longest out of anywhere else in Maryland. And people are terrified of standing up and just saying in an unpo- what they think might be an unpopular thing or submitting themselves to the the mob of, you know, when, when you run for office, people think that they own your soul and they try to destroy you. I, you have to convince people. And so like the people like Robbie Starbuck who are willing to stand up and say, I am, I am ready to fight are so few and far between because people lack really, really basic courage. Yeah. I'm thinking yep. about how do you stand up against a government? But the thing is, when I say we need a new government, it's not that we need to trash the U.S. Constitution. It's great. It's the corporations I'm concerned with. And we can use our government and the structure of the Constitution to defend against that. The best way to make a government obsolete is to not need it and not to depend on it. And that's why personal responsibility is is my choice of, of a solution. Um, letting people be ha- healthy, happy, healthy, and, and productive, and, and, and just overall living a good life is something that, of course, the state does not want you to have. And I but, think if but, we did, we wouldn't need a lot of the government what do you, uh, that we have in our life. What do you do when the dude who's like two miles upstream from you and your friend's little farmhouses starts taking a dump in the water? Uh, what do you do when uh, Monsanto poisons poisons the entire food supply uh, when they create GMO everywhere? What do you do when they have control of entire crops that literally spread throughout the entire world that there's no stopping? 
I, so that's the that, situation that I, we're dealing I, with. I, but now we have Monsanto uh-huh. protected by the state. That's what right? bothers me. So, so Monsanto is protected by the state. If we didn't have agree, a state. We agree yep. on that. When you then get to the circumstance where somebody is like upstream from you and it's a legitimate question, I'm not getting you. How do you like what's the effective way to respond to someone who's not willing to cooperate with you and they're like polluting your water? Uh, very I know, good, very I, know good question. I know the big corporations are doing it already. Yeah, it, I'm like, it, how do we solve that? My counterpoint is yes, it's already happening. Um, we'll deal with that problem as it comes. But that problem is, is less of a problem with that one individual compared to a multinational corporation that, that literally has a monopoly and could do whatever they want and are destroying the soils. When we look at the larger impacts of it, is it an individual stopping this and stopping this one person? Okay, fine. I would argue that there would be less harm. That would be, there would be less pain. There would be less suffering if there was more decentralization because of centralization we have monsanto we have glyphosate we have the rise of horrible cancers we have the rise of, of of factory farming we have the destruction of our soils that's getting rid of the nutrients and minerals in there that's creating very severe health problems for the rest of the country so i would argue that with this system we have more pain and suffering than if we didn't have this kind of system then, and if we had more decentralized then what ways. happens when you get a monopolistic power like monsanto regardless People argue from this perspective that, of course, the market would respond. People would know that they would be voting for and supporting something with their dollar and they wouldn't be doing so. But that, that's an argument, story. that's an argument to, to be made here that some people are making the other perspective of it is, of course, that they're so powerful that they can't be stopped and they'll I'll be willing to do what they can. I'll and tell you. In California, you have these small farming communities with no water because of the drought. Yeah. And the farmers couldn't get surface water because it was voted to go to the cities. So they would drill thousands of feet into the earth for groundwater. The small farming, you know, migrant houses only went down 30 feet for their wells. So their wells ran dry very, very quickly. This was devastating. And what happens is the people in the big cities are like, why should I care to vote in favor of those people? Right. It doesn't matter if it's your dollar or your vote, your ballot. The same thing would happen. That's why I'm like, I don't know what the solution is, be it the state protecting or the private company just hiring private military to protect themselves. I mean, I think a lot of this sort of goes back to what we were talking about, like the atomization of people just don't care about, you know, their fellow man anymore. When we have nothing in common with people and we don't know who our neighbors are, you don't care about if someone downstream two houses down and you're taking a dump in their water because you don't know who they are and you don't care anything about them. This, I mean, this is the sort of breakdown of community that Tim Carney talks they- about a lot. Ben Sass talks about a lot when we have no connection to our larger community and you don't even know. I mean, do you know who your neighbor is? Do you know his name? I live in an RV. And when I do, I do. I met an excellent, awesome. Uh, my last stop was in uh, Sarasota. Uh, as soon as I pulled into the RV, there's a culture there. Yes. Uh, I had yes. three people back, you know, help me get my RV into mm-hmm. my position. I Afterwards, two people came to me Instagram. and they're like, hey, let you want to, are you hungry? We yep. got food here. We're, we're doing yep. a barbecue there. I got two offers for dinner. Yep. And I was, and, and they're like, are, you know, and, and, you know, we, we talk about politics and get into different perspectives and, yep. uh, you know, People, you know, especially in the RV community, are, are a lot more open and, yeah. and a lot better than a lot of other people in closed communities in big cities. Yeah, because it's very sort of everyone has to help each other. I yeah. drive around Weird. here, people wave. They're super cool. People are ready to communicate. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. We're going to go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that. Would you kindly smash that like button? Subscribe to the channel. Share the show if you really do want to help us out. And head over to TimCast.com. Become a member. We're going to have a members-only show coming up at 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday. We do this. We'll have one up tonight for you. Let's read some of these Super Chats. Super Chats. 
All right. Outside Sound says, just saw the biggest beanie I've ever seen in a billboard on the corner of Halstead and Chicago Avenue in, in Chicago. Nice work, guys. You are the media captains now. That's right. Big beanie. You are the media captains. I sent, uh, they, the, the, the agency sent me the photos of the Chicago ads. They're great. I didn't realize how big they are. One of them's like, I think it's like, 50 feet tall or something. Can, can we keep them afterwards? Yes. Oh, that's, yeah. that's awesome. They, 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 Are they I, physical media? They're physical vinyl that they print out. You should out. go get them. Yeah, absolutely. They mail them Peel to us, off. I guess. I gotta, oh, cool. Yeah, I just got to pay the, like, the shipping and they send 100%, them out. 100%, yeah. It's not that expensive either. So um, the other thing is, I just found out, we're getting free Times Square ad slots. So we're going to be rolling up some more ads. So, nice. Yeah. I mean, it, it says something interesting about the traffic in Times Square right now. Yeah, so here's the funny story. We bought two billboards, and right now they're just big Timcast ads right mm-hmm. next to each other. And when I was in New York, I noticed one of them was off. It was a it was a digital billboard screen. It was off. And so when our ad ran, there was just a single ad. And so we're getting we're getting additional space to to add on to yeah. it. So I was like, cool, cool. We're gonna run some. We're gonna we're gonna do some cool stuff. We've got some plans for uh, the next few months and the marketing strategies we're gonna be doing, and we're gonna be doing culture jamming as marketing. So we're just gonna. You know, mischief. Yeah, just one massage way to the toes of the culture. Mischief. You know, just like we're going to put up ads and we're going to do things that are going to make people go, what? You got to stimulate that lymphatic flow I mean, of the it, culture. I mean, it kind of reminds me of Fahrenheit 451 when you, like, awaken people to the – when you kind of open their eyes to what's right. going on. What's the website for the Minds Festival? It is festival.minds.com. Let me double check that. Festival. Festival.minds.com. We're going to be there on was it the 25th, right? Yeah, 25th of June. This is going to be huge. It's going to be like James uh, – did, did they announce? Tulsi Gabbard, yeah. Okay, Tulsi good. Gabbard. I was like, I almost said it. Tulsi Gabbard. Cornell West there. is going to be there. This James is gonna O'Keefe. Be, James me. O'Keefe, dude. Yeah. yeah, Luke's not going to be there. I think, we'll see. That's yeah. a, Luke? That'll be the selling point that Luke I got invited, but yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go. You guys want Luke? Say it in the super chats. Give a super chat for Luke if, if you want If you want coming. Luke to come, smash the like button. Because we can get him there. And then if we get 20,000 likes, Luke's promised to go. I, I never said that, but, uh, <laughs> you guys are pulling my leg here. I'm promising for Luke that he'll, that he's, he's, he'll have to break his promise that I made up. All right, let's read what we got here. Dan says, hey Tim, typically I listen via podcast and rarely get a chance to catch your live show. Keep on, keep it on you guys. Lydia is the best. Also check out Stellaris if you think Civ games are awesome. I, I love, love Stellaris. Stellaris is great. It's real time, but it is really, really good space game. All right. Jeb Reed says every single Republican who signs on any gun control bill will have their political career ended. They will be joining the private sector this fall. Agreed. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely. Dilly Dilly says Luke is back. Nature is healing. Is that it what is. Yeah. It's spring. Springtime. Springtime. You were here in what, like February? Yep. All right. Rekram Morrison says golden rule of Democrats accuse opponents of what you are doing. Biden lost in 2024 and won't leave. They'll do what they accused of Trump in 2020. They did that in 2016. In 2016, they were like, oh, Russia. And they did an investigation. They, they, they cried and they won. All right. RoboCat says, Luke, you are so cute. Marry me. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. You just he accepted yes. the, your proposal? I did. That's, a verbal, that's, a verbal, that, that's, that's Is that a verbal funny. contract now? That's, that's right. That's, I'm, ready. I'm, I'm in trouble. Flambo says, you know what would fix all of our problems? Graphene. I know. No, it's not a silver bullet, but this fiend structure, this is this uh, hexagonal lattice structure. They have it with borine, uh, boron, too, borophene. It really is. Graphene, when we start producing this stuff in mass and can start building stuff out of it, we're not going to need steel. We're not going to need copper as much. It's going to be transformative. And let's get Trump talking about this. 
All right. Blue de Goyer says, we have hens. We've been glassing our eggs. Can preserve fresh eggs up to a year with filtered water, a five-gallon bucket, and hydrated lime. I think you can do technically two years, can't you? They, uh, they're not as good after you've, you've, you've had them stored for a long time, but they're food. Yeah. You ever see glassed eggs? No. We have a jar downstairs. Ooh. That's yeah. They're like preserved. Preserved eggs. That's really cool. Yeah. They last forever. Well, they last for like a year. Samuel Pyle says, if there is not a red wave this election, I do not see it ending peacefully. I completely disagree. It's a midterm. It's, the presidential election year is going to be crazier because you have Congress and you have the presidency. Right now, it's a midterm, so we'll see. Logan Culver says, we need a revolution. And he, and he, and he highlighted E-V-O-L. Oh, like love. Luke, do you think you would be disappointed if Dave Smith took the helm? Um, I don't trust any man or any person. Um, everyone should have a check on their power, no matter who it is, especially if they're part of a revolution. <laughs> uh, revolutions usually turn um, into you know worse situations historically, and I think the the commenter was talking about more of an evolution, and that was the kind of slogan by Ron Paul. Uh, it was a revolution, but it highlighted the evolution part, which I think is much more important to concentrate on, especially when it comes to personal development. Cool. Coldilocks Production says, my state, Nebraska, never locked down either. And while mm-hmm. we had a mask mandate, loads of people flat out ignored it. And IRL was, so, uh, was, I, and IRL too was scarcely enforced. Only in Omaha and Lincoln was it really enforced. Interesting. What do we got? David Toronto says, Florida was a bit strict for a while. Miss stopped all the, uh, all the crap a little before Florida. And we have constitutional carry. I don't think Florida has constitutional. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, about to. Yeah, Democratic places like Miami definitely um, weren't largely representative of the entire state. Matt Lucas says thirteen gallon tank times six dollars equals seventy eight dollars slash seventeen gallon tank times six dollars equals one hundred and two slash fifteen dollars per hour net pay nine hundred ninety six dollars and sixty five cents in CA. Something has to give. That's right. Yeah. When the cost of driving to work exceeds the amount of money you make, people will just stop. Someone, someone said that she, she was a stay at home mom in this like large families group and she said, I have to go back to work to pay for my husband's gas so that he can go to work. Wow. No, well, that's insane, man. I don't think we, we, we don't know this interest of the Federal Reserve. Well, Did why, you, why don't they just use private jets? I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> Did you guys see the ADP jobs report? The small businesses were completely gutted. Yeah. It's like no. mi- medium to large businesses were all fine, but small businesses were all yeah, wiped, that's just not wiped surprising. out. I mean, I, I have several, I mean, I've, I'm friends with a lot of the kosher businesses in my area and they, they're very frank about the, I mean, like Jews talk about money and they, they talk about like their, their chicken costs and their, their labor costs and everything. And they're just like, I have to raise my price by 35% because I have no alternative. And then people don't want to buy their stuff anymore because we can't feed our family for under a hundred bucks anymore. So, I mean, we don't get as Chinese as much. Ardwick says, Biden isn't lying. The economy is great. Have you seen the revenue numbers now that everything is costing triple or quadruple what they did 16 months ago? <laughs> it's like that Dan Aykroyd skit from Jimmy Carter when he was like, don't you want to own a $5,000 suit? Smoke a $50 cigar? Own a, a $5,000 car? All that stuff. <laughs> or whatever. I remember that one. Yep. Yeah. It's great, isn't it? CJ Stedman says, if you think having an electric car is a solution, wait until the brownouts hit this summer. Mm. That's the other thing that I'm telling you. We, if every car was electric, the grid could not handle it. Yep. Yeah. That's just, yo, it's crazy, man. In, incompetent hands says, my hat says, make America Florida. I wear it every day, but can't remember where I got it. 
some loser, I guess. I wonder where he wound up. I puke nightly, but only from all of the potatoes and whiskey. Shimcast for life. I would be careful with that potatoes and whiskey diet. And, and, and are you talking about maybe this hat uh, that I also have here, coincidentally? Make America Florida. It's got a One of my favorite shirts. Yep. Steve Jones says Fox News is pushing red flag laws like CNN. Watch the A block of the five. Tulsi, Gutfeld, Perino, and the rest were all aboard. As a conservative, I am sick of Fox. Tulsi Gabbard? Tulsi, Tulsi's been in favor of gun control for Good. I want to yeah. talk to her about it. Yeah, she's wrong. Um, but that's okay. She's also wrong about nuclear power. Gutfeld is wrong. Perino, Perino. But, uh, I assume Jesse Waters was not in favor of red flag laws. Red flag laws will mean that armed police can just come to your house and violate your Fourth Amendment rights. That's it. That's ridiculous. Yep. It's going to be abused just like every other power that the government has. Yep. Let's see. So and and B says so and DB or however you pronounce it. Between Ian Free the Code Crossland and Luke hates Gates Redkowski, I'm surprised you got you guys haven't had Linux put on all the office computers yet. That'd be good. We have Andy's Linux on been a lot trying. Of them. Yeah, I'm going to start veering away from calling it Free the Code Free Software because it's confusing. Makes it sound like you can't sell it. You can't. It's called Copy Left Software. It's different than copyright because the copyrights are free and left and open. Morgan H. says, Ian, please get excited about thorium. We need thorium reactors to solve our power issues. Yeah, I've heard great stuff about thorium for about 18 years. Have you guys been following it? Same no. exact thing. It's just super hot metal that doesn't produce the nuclear waste byproduct, but I don't know enough about it to go Well, it's like it. it's a liquid system, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. know. Thorium salt reactors? Yeah, where you melt the salt, and then you, you get endless amounts of heat from the molten salt. It stays hot overnight. We can keep boiling water when the sun goes down. Here we go. Mike Gibson says... There is a popular mechanics article from October 1st, 2009 by Daniel Tam Claiborne about burning salt water with 13.6 megahertz frequency microwaves. 13.6 megahertz. Here mm-hmm. we go. Dude, you got to check out John Kansas. It's K-A-N-S-U-S, Saltwater Burns on YouTube. There's video of it from like 2008. And it sets off a 1600 degree flame. It's basically, and you see a gap between the salt water and where the fire starts, just like on the sun below the corona, you see that gap where there's no flame. So I think the sun might be getting a frequency that's making it light up like a flame ball. So if we can get the salt water, which is done in a test tube in the lab, but taken into low orbit where it coagulates into a sphere, and then you run the current through it, it's going to light up like a star. Yo, this is crazy. Josh, oh my gosh, says, Tim, a friend of mine works at a baby formula plant, and he said the problem isn't the production, it's the shipping. He says the warehouse is full of baby formula. I blame the lockdowns and diesel costs. Wow. Yeah, a lot of drivers don't want to drive because it costs more to drive than than it is what they're getting paid to drive the trucks. Yeah, I mean, that's everything. That's not just baby formula. That's everything under the sun. That's why we have supply chain shortages of everything. Steve Brown says, Tim, if you need a luthier, give me a shout out. Is it luthier or luthier? How do you pronounce that? I don't know. Luthier. Guitar maker. We do. We should do uh, some custom... T- we, we talked about this a while ago. Custom Timcast guitars to hang up. Uh, email yeah. spintheufo at gmail.com. And then we will we will figure out custom guitars. Um, I would like only my uh, all of my wood to be rare and imported from exotic places. Or just, you know, I don't know, maple or whatever you make a guitar out of. Something nice. Something nice. Yeah, I'm thinking the bo- guitar body could be a T-looking thing could, with the I as the neck and no. the M on the body. You can make and it out of definitely, definitely from not. the Endurance on the bottom of the ocean. They just found the Endurance. Oh. Get, that, get the guitar made out of the wood of the Endurance. Wow, that'd be crazy. Right. I don't know if it would sound good, though. No, it would sound terrible. It's all about, <laughs> it's all about saying a solid it's made gold out of wood. Mike Rollman says, I drive 425 miles a day delivering pharmacy drugs to nursing homes. 
Like everyone else, I can't afford an electric car. I also don't believe in them for many reasons, some of which you mentioned already. Ruben Pedroza says, Master Automotive Tech here. Your cars are now digitally controlled. Your car is constantly monitored via GPS and internal CAN systems. Your steering speed and braking can be controlled already. You will own nothing and you will be happy. Yeah, so I was mentioning, mentioning this the other day. Basically, every car is self-driving now. Yeah, and they so, can be repoed uh, very easily without your consent. So we, so I have a Tesla, and it's got self-driving. We're all excited. You're on the road, and you go boop, boop in the thing, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, it's driving itself. And it's like, keep your hands on the wheel. And then it, it cruise controls, and the, the wheel turns, and it's driving, and we're like, wow. And then I got a Honda Accord. Same thing. No different. What? Yeah, Honda Accord has a button. You press it, and it just drives the car for you. My Honda Odyssey from 2018 does not have that. I can tell really? you right now. I can tell you right now. Yeah, and 20, 2019 Civic has it. Yeah, no. I mean, I bet Civic. you my, my 2023 Ford Transit will not have that either. So I'm th- I'm thinking, what, in 10 years, no one will own cars? You ever see those bird scooters or lime scooters or whatever all over the cities? You never see those scooters lying around? Oh, the annoying things that people right. trip over all the time. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That's what, cars are going to be like that. Every no. car... That's what, that's, Absolutely not. That's no. what they've been aiming for. And Uber but it's not is already going to work. doing it. I mean, this is like, this is my internal bugaboo, like the war against families. You cannot do that with kids. You have car seats. You have crap. I have like a snack box in my car. I have a diaper box in my car. I, I, I'm not mobile. I wish I were. I wish I could just jump on a scooter. But Well, this I, is why it's going to be more convenient to be in a pod and on a VR set no, traveling in your virtual car. This is why it's going to be more convenient not to have children. This is, this is, yeah. the, end, this is the end goal here is to yeah. stop us, the breeders. What people don't realize about the self-driving car revolution, this is what's going to be funny. They talk about how Uber is going to be all self-driving, no drivers. The cars are going to be owned by Uber. You're going to call and the car itself will pull up and you'll get in. We see it in modern sci-fi films that they've been making in the past several years. The cars are just good to go. What will happen if you walk into the middle of the street right as a car, a self-driving car, is speeding? It's going to slam its brakes on and stop, right? So people knowing they can't get hit will just jaywalk everywhere and all the cars will constantly be getting (laughs) jammed up and stopped. New York will be chaos. Hmm. You won't be able to drive in New York because if people know there's no – They want that. But sure, but if they switch to self-driving cars, you still need to deliver things, right? So if the trucks are doing deliveries and they're all self-driving, people are going to be like, I can't get hit. And so no one will ever stop for the crosswalks. Yeah, but people don't actually put two and two together. It's kind of like with everything going on with diesel shortages and whatever, people don't put two and two together that when gas prices go up, their their grocery prices go up. And so New Yorkers sure, sure. are going to love jaywalking and they're not going to put two and two together. That's the that point. They're not getting that, deliveries. That's my point. Yeah. My point is no one will stop for a self-driving vehicle. There's no one to get mad at right, them. Right, but, the, but they're not going to understand that New York becoming more and more unlivable is a their product fault. of their own doing. Yeah. Right. That, that's my point. Oh, the I'm cities totally are not getting it then. The cities will collapse because oh, people yes, are yes. going to be like, I don't care. Yes. And they're just going to walk true. in the street and the cars are going to be stuck and unable to move. Yes, that's true. Then there's going to be a self-driving car. You're going to call it, but no one will stop walking because they won't care about a robot. They're like, there's no one in the car to get mad at me. Right, no one to right. complain. And they're never going to stop. And the car would just not You're move. making an argument for facial recognition. Citizen, you have been issued a ticket. Not when there's 300 people every 10 seconds crossing the street like you see in New York. Yeah, Unless you have a social credit score and facial recognition systems like they do in China where they just take a photo of you and automatically deduct your money out of your bank account. I think the future... That's where we're headed. An ideal, maybe ideal thing is tunnels in cities. I know Elon's been working with the boring company, one of his companies, to bore tunnels. But like, could you imagine New York City, how cool it would be if you walked out of your house and it was just grass? But you know how long it's taken them to build the 
East East Side subway system, they're never going to actually do it. They spent like thirty million dollars on one staircase in yeah, Times Square. Yeah, no, it's thirty never million happen. dollars. It's yeah, never happen. Insane. New York is dying. I wish it were in the case. I mean, Such I'm a also. Scam. I I I went to high school in New York City. I'm I'm a graduate of New York City Public Schools also, and I'm, it's not a great scene. No. All right, we got Brony Ninja. He says, "I'm from, I'm home from Winnie City PonyCon. Oh, cool. I went to Danny's and Villa Rosa, as you suggested. They're just as good as you said. They were happy seeing your shout out with 430,000 views. Also tried Lou Malnati's, Giordano's, Portillo's, and Home Run in A plus all of them. Lou Malnati's is good. Giordano's is good. Portillo's, we ordered a whole bunch. We got a bunch of hot dogs here. Those are fantastic. Home Run in is absolutely delicious. But those are the tourist things in Chicago." Villa Rosa and Danny's Pizza were the local pizza places I used to eat at when I was growing up. And I was actually surprised Villa Rosa is still around because it's, I, I was like a little, this is like 30 years now. They've been in business longer than that probably. But I'm like 30 years ago, we'd order pizza and it'd be from Villa Rosa. So if you are in Chicago, that was the place we would always get our pizza from. Yeah, check out Danny's. Danny's was further away. So depending on where we were, it might have been Danny's, but it was typically Villa Rosa. Check out the art of pizza on North Ashland too. Uh, apparently they're still around. Man, that's some mega deep dish. Oh, yeah. really good. Really dude. big yeah, pizza. Yeah. You might as well just get uh, spaghetti. It's like eating a shot spaghetti. of pizza. You, <laughs> you that, eat it, and then it expands slowly over time. So if you eat two really fast, you get really... Lenny's Pizza in Brooklyn. That's that's all I have to say. All right. Based for Life Radio says, My son will be participating in a homestead homeschool co-op for kindergarten, learning how to care for chickens, livestock, gardening, composting, aquaponics. Shout out Based for Life Radio for independent... Anti-establishment grunge punk rock is what you got to do. You got to teach your kids how to how to take care of the chickens. Do you guys know about the about. placebo effect? Oh, oh yeah, you're probably familiar with it. And there's a nocebo effect, which is also a big trip. The scientific <sighs> method can't really account for why the placebo effect seems to work. But in the medical industry, they're not allowed to tell a patient you're getting healthier because they can get sued if the patient dies. I wonder if in the education system, they're not allowed to tell a kid you're going to be you're succeeding, you're going to be great, you're going to solve the world's problems because they think there's some liability. But kids need to hear that. They need to believe that they're great, to do great. I feel like that's all kids nowadays hear. All they hear is they're great. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and then they get trophies. Hearing yeah. it yep. and believing it, like having it honestly but, said is different than... Yeah, but who says anything honestly nowadays? I do. All right, here's an interesting one. We got TRD... I, I can't read your name, dude. We have five vehicles in my household, converted all of them to compressed natural gas. We fill them with a small scuba-style compressor from our residential gas line for 75 cents per gallon. CNG is 120 octane, no power loss, 300-plus miles of range. How do we do that? That sounds amazing. I want, a, I want a natural gas car. I heard about that, right? Super cheap. It's methane? Yeah, we should. I don't know. Is it methane? They use it in Europe too, um, because of the the you know how how expensive gas is there. So um, yeah, I've saw I, I in, in Poland I saw a couple of people even use um, like have have those tanks in the back of their trunk and and set up their car to to run on both. So we got all these chickens. We're gonna have to eat these roosters. I'm, I'm not Slow gonna complain. Them. Yeah, there's like three Slow of them screaming outside my window every three. day. Three. We have like. 15 when they all start chiming in, that's the, that's the one. There's three silky they roosters. they wake you up silky at boys. 5 o'clock? I've started morning. to get used to them. They were in the beginning, 4 o'clock, 7 o'clock. So that's like me with my kids. Yeah. But I then just I ignore them. I treat it like traffic now, and it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me because mm-hmm. I grew up on a busy street. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're, we're building the, bo- the boys' dorm, and we're expanding it for Damastan. Because right now, Roberto's over there, and then we have the triplets, we call them, and they're nasty. The triplets are mean roosters. We oh, thought yeah. Roberto was going to go in and tell his sons what to do, but they were not having it, so we had to separate them. It was not, not not nice. But Roberto, you know, he's he's retired. He's an old man. 
you know, so we got to take care of him. Hey, uh, to follow up what you were saying about your kids, are you kind of like let them cry it out kind of mom? I, I will not get out of bed before 630 unless there's some real screeching going on. <laughs> Which, like, I had a kid who was sick all weekend, and today is, what, Tuesday? Like, today still feels like Friday, because I haven't slept. <laughs> but I will go in there when there's, like, a kid with 103 fever and sick, but... All right. Rian Gauss says, Tim Pool says, salt water is not a solution. Chemists yelping everywhere. That's funny. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. It's not uh-huh. a mixture. 1776 is life, says, as a farm kid living in a small city, I started growing my own food and hunting fishing more. My family can rest easy for our food storage, but please make sure everyone knows how to preserve food. If you ever need to try hunting, hit me up in Illinois. We uh, we made jams last year. We're going to do it again this year because we have mulberry trees everywhere. I picked way too many strawberries at the strawberry farm on Thursday. Oh, strawberries are great. Yeah. We have a wineberry season is about to start. So the entirety of like Appalachia is just riddled with these wild Chinese raspberries. Hmm. And we made we made raspberry. I made lemon wineberry jam. I made wineberry. Is this like a parting gift when I leave? We don't have any for you. No, I'm sorry. And if we did have it, I would not give it away. (laughs) We have frozen wineberries. We made a mulberry jam, and then I made a mulberry wineberry, mixed them together. And then we also have uh, we have blackberries. We had um, black raspberries growing, and we have tons of pawpaw. I was I didn't realize because pawpaw season they call it hillbilly banana. Yeah, it's in end of September October, yeah, yeah. and so I'm looking at the trees and I see like three and I read how they're like hard to grow and they're hard to pollinate so they're kind of rare and I'm like okay well maybe we'll have a handful to try out. When pawpaw season came, you couldn't walk through the forest without getting hit in the, without getting hit in the head by a pawpaw. They were everywhere. You would shake a tree and like 15 would fall down. And then we ended up having like 50 or 60 of them, brought them in and nobody could eat them because there's just too many, but they're delicious hmm. and they're just everywhere. It's fantastic. Hmm. Yeah. I should bring my kids Meaty. back here. Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be fun. you made a bread, didn't you? Yeah. I didn't put enough sugar in it. So it kind of huh. came out, uh, mealy. Did you, or like kind of grainy? I mm. think it needed to be like, uh, maybe boiled or cooked before. You need to just do it like a regular banana bread recipe, but using pawpaw. Yeah. Something like that. And then, oh man, you know, it was really great. Chive. Uh, grows before grass when the season starts yeah. changing. So we had crazy chive everywhere. It's so good. We were putting it in everything. Yeah, yeah. My daughter walks around eating onion grass like it's actual food. It is. Yeah. It is food. It's no, delicious. I, I mean, she just she just eats it. She walks outside. I'm like, you know the dog pees over there, right? She doesn't care. Just <laughs> well, it's it. all food, right? All right. Let's grab a couple more Super Chats. One Mountain Mama says, look up C11 in Canada right now. Canadian content creators will be moving to the U.S. Uh, I know a few who are trying to. What are they banning free speech again or whatever? Garhent says, can you guys please address the fact that Tulsi Gabbard is a World Economic Forum Young Leaders member, the same as Dan Crenshaw? They look good, but go closer. Anyone in the WE, uh, in the World Economic Forum is an emperor, not a leader. So here's what Dan Crenshaw said. He said he has nothing to do with that list. It's an editorial they put out on people they like. Now, that means a lot. If the World Economic Forum is saying, these are people we're looking at, I'm kind of like, why? Hmm. But it doesn't mean they're directly involved. So I'll ask Tulsi, you know, when we do this event, we'll see. Yeah, And Dan, you know, feel free to come on the show. Uh, Dan's not coming on we've the show. Been, we've been waiting. Uh, and I think it would be great to have a conversation where we could go over, you know, a lot of the misconceptions that people have. He agreed to come on. Then he said, he has, then his guy said they had scheduling conflict and then that just canceled on us. I know. I just flew for that. Oh, that's Last right. Time. We flew you out. We I, flew, like, I flew here. I was like, that's probably why they canceled. They're like, oh, they brought Luke back. Well, Can't I, do it. We could have a cordial discussion that I think would be very productive for everyone involved. 
All right, everybody. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button? Unfortunately, we did not get to 20,000 likes, so Luke will not be coming to this event in New York. As well, as, uh, as I promised, who wants to go him. to New York City? Like, I wow. promised for Luke that if we had twenty thousand likes, he'd come. But what is it right now? Close eleven. Eleven. Oh, that's not that's even close. close. Not even yeah. close. Definitely not, even not close. going now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So so no Luke, but don't worry, everyone will puke. You can uh, uh, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. We're going to have that members show coming up for you about 11 p.m. And you can follow at TimCastIRL everywhere. Follow us on Instagram for clips we put up every day. You can follow me at TimCast everywhere. Bethany, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah. So HeroesOfLiberty.com is the children's books that we do on Ronald Reagan, John Wayne. We talked a lot about like masculinity and stuff, and this is sort of our antidote because teaching boys that uh, it's not a bad thing. It's not not toxic um and you can follow me on twitter bethany shondark so uh, i was looking at the chat during uh the show and uh, i just wanted to shout out the person who called me a dollar store bill maher <laughs> <laughs> that one <laughs> that one got to like me. him too uh, absolutely and julian assange if assange and bill maher had a baby no. I, 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 I think so yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway also people are asking me who's on my t-shirt it is of course the late john mcafee mm. uh this is a t-shirt that i have available on the best political shirts.com i have another other different version only available for members on LukeUncensored.com, as well as two videos coming out today, one of an original report, another with health misconceptions. If you want to see all of that, sign up on LukeUncensored.com. Hope to see you there for a very important conversation. Thanks for having me. In addition to bending light with sound, I want to give you four words to remember me by here for until tomorrow, maybe. Uh, turbostratic, twistronic, flash graphene. Remember those words? Turbostratic, twistronic, flash, graphene. Look up those three things, flash, graphene, turbostratic, graphene, and twistronic, graphene. When you put it all together, you're going to be 3D printing some mega structures. Certainly such an object was dreamt up by you, Ian. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I believe there there are AI working on it as we speak. Oh, I, 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 this is really funny. I told the AI, write me a story about Ian developing a cost-effective means of producing graphene. And it actually wrote how to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were talking about chemical vapor deposition, yeah, which is crazy. Psh, that's rudimentary at this stage. That's like five-year-old <laughs> technology. Now we're using lasers to pound carbon and turn it into like layers of it to make these like, you know, um, super conductive materials. I'll go deeper at cool. another time. And before I go, I wanted to read one super chat. I've never done this before. I thought it was kind of important. It's from Aaron Preston. He says the DEF shortage is due to the fertilizer shortage. Urea is a component of both. Eat or drive, you will have to choose. Which is a very interesting observation because we're actually talking about that in Slack. Urea is a component of fertilizer. It comes from Batquano. You guys may follow me on Twitter and Minds.com at Sarah Petlitz. You can also catch me tomorrow where I co-host on Pop Culture Crisis with Brett and Mary. It's always a lot of fun. There's nothing to worry about with these gas prices. Yes. I mean, if DF is shortage, like, I can eat, you know, you're, we, we can all eat or drive because I have electric motorcycles. I have several of them. Yeah. <laughs> just just buy an electric motorcycle or a Tesla. What's the big deal? I Thanks. Have- I have guns, so I also <laughs> feel pretty confident. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what is, what is the joke? The people who don't have guns are, are, are stocking up for the people who do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yep. Yeah. All right, everybody. We'll see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.